What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and with me tonight, I got the T-Bird. Hello. Uh, competing for the third chair on the Loot Bros Podcast. Not even worried about the fourth chair anymore, and the man's been here so many times. He's going for the third chair. It is Tommy Gunn, the franchise killer. Yeah, well, Daryl, he, he reached out to me again. He said, you know, Levi, Frosty has has bailed on me yet again, brother Ken. Can you help me out? Can you jump on here? I, I am a team player, whatever it takes. Well, I'm glad that me and T-Bird aren't the only team players in the house. <laughs> and then, see, now here's where things are getting complicated, right? So originally, Josh was the only one of the Loot Bros podcast that just full-blown sucked. And week after week, he let his listeners down. Week after week, he let his friends down, right? We're the Loot Bros. How are we supposed to be bros? If you all the time letting us down. So we can't even be bros anymore. So Josh, he's out. All right. So we announced to the world that we're going to be doing fourth chair tryouts for the Loot Bros podcast. Okay. But Kalai from GameStuff podcast, she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I've been on your show all these times. I'm already on there more than Josh. I was like, you're right. But there is only one other person who has been in that fourth chair more times than Kalai or as many times as Kalai. So it's a tie right now. And that is our brother from down under. What's up, CJ? Hey, guys. Look, I can't lie. I'm very nervous today. It's the big audition. The moment has finally come. I've been tapped on the shoulder to bring it. It feels to me like Levi has always got, already got an inside track on this chair anyway. So, Kalai, I think we're wasting our time. But I'm going to give it my best here today. In my, you know, It feels like every two months or so I get to come on this show. and you know, So I'll, I'll, I'll really try and perform today. I'll grab it by the horns and, and see what I can do. There you go. There you go. See, that's all we do here in Loot Bros Podcast. We just give it all we got. I always say two inches going 200 miles an hour is bound to tear something up. <laughs> You're working with two inches, are you? Yeah. <clears throat> I, don't even, I don't even know what that means. I heard that on a show somewhere. All right. So this is Loot Bros Podcast. Guys, if you got something to drink, let's uh, pop our caps. Let's get our toast on. Now, this week, I want to toast to a couple things, right? So, we got the Xbox 2020 Showcase, which, hey, spoilers, I thought was really good. All right, so we're going to get to talk about some games on this week's show. All right, we do have the Loot Bros um, auditions going on right now for the fourth chair. So, we have had, we have actually, not even joking, have had some interest in the fourth chair. So, we will have some new, some fresh voices coming on to the show. Uh, in the next few weeks, so it's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, if you're interested in uh, trying out and being a part of the Loot Bros podcast, shoot me or T-Bird a, a message, and we will definitely uh, make that happen. So I'm very excited to see where this goes. I'm very excited to see what's going to be brought, You know, some of the energy, some of the, some of the creative coming this way. I'm very excited to have you guys on as guests tonight. So I think it was CJ. I think this is actually your idea. You mentioned that me, you, and old Tommy Gunn, the franchise killer, Needed to get together and do a show, whether it be Lou Bros or uh, Push to Plat or whatever mm. game stuff. Shoot, we could even just uh, invade the trophy whores and kick all those nerds out. Um, and I was quick to jump on that one, like 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 you're fishing. You know what I'm saying? Like you threw it out, and boom, you got me. I was like, you know, what? that's a great idea. Friday, boom, it's a date. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I, I recently had the opportunity work to work with this wonderful gentleman Levi, and it was it was such a pleasure. So I've been I've been eager to to have the opportunity again, and of course to to speak to you and T Bird is always a pleasure. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Well, yeah, you yeah, well, are, like 
Yeah, I say <laughs> you are definitely the best liar in the building. So, <laughs> with that being said, let's toast. That's a choke. <laughs> yeah, I better this time see a slow and steady slurp. Isn't going to choke this bad. Sorry, you can't just move on. You you can't just put it in your mouth and just go all the way. You got to ease into it. Oh God! Uh, so, all right, CJ, I'm yes. going to start with you. What you what have you been up to, man? How have you been? Yeah, look, I've been I've been pretty good actually, Daryl. So, like, you know, I I respect you guys. You're doing the weekly show. You know, you got the hustle going on. You're you're there. I I really enjoyed your 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 two man episode last week. I thought it was great and whatever else. But look, to be honest with you, you know, I, I'm taking the sort of the you know. I don't want to say the trophy whores approach, but you know the lazy Exclusive. approach these days. And I've actually, I've actually started to, started to record in advance. So this is the first time I've uh, been on a podcast, even though I do a weekly podcast. This is the first time I've been on a podcast in a couple of weeks because we're we're banking episodes and you know general life world premiere taking over at the moment. So it, it's actually nice to be you know sort of relatively awesome. live but it's it's as you know it's a big pressure doing a weekly show or whatever so once you start cutting corners you know all the everything exclusive over and and you just love it so that <laughs> yeah avoid yeah, it, that at all, at all costs <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome you know it's crazy you're right i don't know how many people really stop and think about the fact that like all these podcasts that come out weekly i mean it's a commitment you know it's we've said this before on the show it takes time to do the show it takes time to edit the show it takes time to organize and set up the show. And then when you are as blessed as the Lubros podcast and you don't even know if you're going to have hosts from week to week, well, then you got to beg people and plead people and slide a 20 under the door every now and again to get people on the show to kind of you know do the thing with you. So I understand, you know, and, I, and, and it used to be I sat back and I was like, huh, trophy horse. <laughs> I would never. But now I start to see, I'm like, you know what? You know, bailing there week after week and making the show five days late on a regular basis. I, that, that don't look so bad anymore. I don't know. What about mm. what about you, T Bird? What do you think? I agree. That's not a bad, that's not a bad approach anymore. Yeah. Well, it's it's important that it's important to know where the bar is so that you don't step that low. But it's it's important that it's there for the rest of right. us. You know, so. But look. So, what, so, so four days late and we're good. Yeah. Well, in the same month is good these days, I think. So I think, was your question more directed at games, though? Is that is that where we're heading? <laughs> yeah, man. What you, what yeah, you, what been, you playing? been playing? Yeah, today? look, sorry, sorry about that to detract listeners. Look, I've got some wonderful things to share with you. Popped in a bit of chair later last night and had a great <laughs> time. I played that for about 50 minutes. Now, a lot of your listeners will say, look, CJ, that's like a two-minute game. Look, it's true. But you can shoot multiple times. And I don't want to get into this too much because I know our, our good friend Kalai is going to be doing a full review on this game. But, look, it's all in the name. It really is. You're, you're, a, you're some sort of a beast that has, the, has your way with chairs. And it's like a Tinder type thing or um, a grinder, you know, if you're if you're that way inclined. And uh, you, you literally pick the type of chair you want to have relations with. And then it goes through different courtship stages of the chair. I'm not joking with you. This is for real. And it's all to do with the rhythm of the flow of your actions uh, on the mouse button. So, you know, if, you, if you're having a bit of trouble, you know, in the bedroom, this, this could be a good way to learn technique and rhythm because each chair likes a different approach. And then you have the money shot at the end or the chair shot, as it calls it. And it's, oh it's challenging. Gosh. So 
So I, I look, and the great thing is this game is only $2 Australian. So it's like probably free in the US. Uh, it's nothing, I imagine. Uh, so it's worth, it's worthy of your, your time. I, I would put that out there. And then because, you know, because this is, you know, channel is leaning more and more towards PC every day, uh, I should share one more PC oh. game with you if that's, if that's okay. And that, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a visual novel now. It's Hadeki uh, Shitsuji, uh, Naked Butlers. Now it's a. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty. Sh- I'm pretty safe to say that no, no one of your listeners will probably play this game. It is a. It's a fan service game, but it's in the. Uh, it's more in the, uh, the the G of the LGBTQ <laughs> spectrum, I think. And it's it's like a visual novel I've never played before because if you played visual novels before, you know you have bad endings and good endings, but predominantly you're trying to get the good ending. But you usually go through a lot of bad endings and and you know choices to to finally unlock that good path. It's very hard to get on that that path straight away and you know usually to get on the good path it's either trying to keep everyone alive or progress relationships this visual novel you know without spoiling it it, it's on the opposite end you need to be really mean and like really mean to the characters to get the good ending which is it's sort of weird so i finished it last night uh, on a bad ending and it's quite long it's about 30 or 40 hour read so that's that sucks (sighs) if you put that much time in to get a bad ending but there's ways to to fix it or whatever but it's um it's very Japanese in its thing, and and my eyes have been opened in the last couple of weeks to how how stayed the content is on on PlayStation and Xbox. Having having played now a little bit on PC, this is a this is a Japanese visual novel, but I mean it. It has rape in it. It has you know uh, sodomy in it. It has uh, you know it's, it's just you know almost uh, like a lot of um vi- uh, not not physical violence, but a lot of you know emotional deprivation sort of violence and stuff. And and I know it sounds it sounds really dark. Or whatever but it's done in such a way that it, it almost makes you feel awkward playing it which is unusual for a visual novel for predominantly a story so i've been i've been enjoying that quite a lot uh you know if, if you like visual novels I, I definitely recommend it and then the last one i'll put out there because i don't want to drag on of course is the ghost of sashetti mani shushini or whatever it's called <laughs> and look it's it's just a wonderful excuse to blow a hundred dollars if you've got nothing else to do for sure sony are on fire but I don't know. Has anyone else played this game? Or I have uh, not. I haven't pulled the trigger. I was telling Tanner earlier that like I want to pick it up, but <clears throat> I still haven't played the last couple Sony exclusives. Like I haven't finished them, so I, I kind of feel bad of spending sixty bucks on a game that's going to be beside the other sixty dollars games that I didn't finish. Mm, yeah. Well, I think it's. I mean, it's very different to The Last of Us too. So, you know, you know, like if if you didn't if you don't like the linear linearity, I suppose of, of a story narrative, then you know you, you might avoid The Last of Us too, and you might think, well, this game is for me. But of course, you'd be mistaken because this game is masking as an open world game, where really it, it is just a narratively heavy story based game. And I, I look forward to hearing you guys talk about it once you play it because. It just seems so cutscene heavy that to get actual gameplay, and I know there's gameplay in there, but it's like every couple of minutes it stops, and it's just ah, uh, and and this thing is going to go for fifty hours, so I think it's going to be it's going to be intense. But you know that aside, it's it's very beautiful, but it's also standoffish because it is Japanese, so it's hard to feel any empathy or anything towards the characters, which I think is going to be a challenge to play such a long game where you don't really care about the characters, but. 
But having be- that being said, it's, it's worthy of time. I mean, it's very finely polished, as you would expect from Sucker Punch, with all the the side quests, you know, woven in nicely to the story. But it's it's very cutscene heavy and very light on gameplay. So I think if you're a if you're if you are a gameplay sort of gamer over narrative, I think this. I think it would be interesting to hear what you think of it because I think it's hard to justify it at a full $60 price or whatever it is uh, at this point. But that that's it for me. That's crazy. <clears throat> is it actually fun to play, like the moment-to-moment gameplay, or is it just uh, have I you made know. it? It's, it's weird. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. The combat is... Like there's there's a lot of well there's not a lot of skill tree but there's a bit so it might evolve but it really breaks down to just a button mashing, uh, you know it, it doesn't matter the techniques and it does this bizarre thing we talked about it briefly the other week but this thing called a standoff which is not a spoiler because it starts at the beginning and it happens at every single encounter if you wish it where you push up and then it goes into this Mortal Kombat esque like thing where you you lose your stealth so it basically you call the guy out and you say come fight me so then it goes side on almost 2.5 d side on like mortal Kombat, and you sort of you have to hold your position and you let go of the button as he moves and it'll slice him in half but if you move too early or too late you know you miss your chance and it, it it's the same every time and i know it advances because now we've got to the point in the game about 10 or 15 hours in where they throw in some decoy moves but it's just uh, it's too much for me and tj it's not it's not a hack and slash game is it well, it is, you know, is it, 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 oh. it is really, yeah. I mean, it's it's like an Assassin's Creed in a way, but uh, what, one thing you realize playing this game is, now you may not like Assassin's, so I understand that, but if you do, one thing you realize with Ubisoft is how well they pace the gameplay versus the narrative in that you can do just a ton of game and, and you know, the story is just there, whereas this, it's story first and the other stuff is just a mechanic to get you to the story, so... Again, if you like that, you know, if it's just like a really long movie. If you like that, that's awesome. But if you're looking for like an Assassin's Creed, like I'm going to do all these little things, I don't think it's quite there in that that way. Hmm. That's crazy. I really want to, I really want to really get into it. I really want to try it. <clears throat> yeah, me, me too. But like I said, I've, I've kind of, I really backed off on buying a bunch of games because of the backlog beatdown. And what I do buy is old stuff that doesn't really matter. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, my son and I had a conversation the other day because I, I had uh, Ghost of Tsushima in my hand. Right. And there's this guy who uh, sets up at our local flea market and he sells all the brand new games for forty five dollars still sealed in the wrapper. And I had it in my hand and uh, I, was, uh, I was like, man, I really want to get it. Forty five dollars. That's a really good price. But I, I just don't have the time to play. So I put it down. I was like, whatever. My son had asked me, why don't you just get it, Dad? And I said, well, because it doesn't do any good to buy a $60 game when you're, but if by the time you play it, it's a $10 game. You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm get, I've just got so many <laughs> of those purchases. Like, I've got an entire shelf of games in the wrapper. And I was like, you know, I should, should probably chill out on this one. So I've been, I've been sticking to my guns. Thank you, Backlog Beatdown, for... Uh, for helping me in these difficult situations. So, um, what about you, Levi? What have you been playing? Well, Daryl, you called me out about a month ago. You said, no, Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn, he came out hot, you know, killing the backlog, playing all these games, and then just dropped off dropped off the horse. Beat, like, yep. two, two games. So I, I had to redeem myself, uh, just so you guys know, it's been gardening and uh, gathering season. I, I gather wild edibles 
and that sort of thing when it's not hunting season. <laughs> so, uh, uh, wild edibles. Yeah. 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 That's, that's one of my things, no joke, but, um, that and garden took a lot of my time, but I've, I've got back on it. And, uh, I actually, I was hoping I would have half-life Alex beat before we recorded, but I'm, I'm actually just starting the last chapter. Okay. I might've mentioned it a little bit on, on the last episode, but, I just hated it at first, just the whole VR thing, because I was too sick to actually move my character like you're supposed to be able to. I mean, it was my stomach just couldn't handle it. I mean, just a few seconds, I was sick. So there's this teleport thing, and I kind of acclimated to the teleport. Now it doesn't really bother me. You know, I, I don't, I don't mind. Uh, I got used to the whole VR, and now I'm, I'm loving it. I've really enjoyed the game. I haven't enjoyed it as much as the first two Half-Lifes, uh, but I would still say it's a strong competitor for Game of the Year 2020 for me. Um, if if you've got an Oculus, it's it's a game you definitely want to pick up and play. It'll probably start going on sale in a few months, but if you it's it's worth the sixty bucks. But especially if you can get it, you know, thirty thirty five dollars, uh, buy buy Alex and pick it up. Uh, it's getting really exciting at the end. I'm not going to spoil, but um, another character comes into the fold there towards the end that sort of changes everything, and uh, it's just really exciting. But also, I uh, want to get in the old Resident Evil games, uh, the originals for PSG. Yeah. Just, just so, before you do, Levi, is it like $3,000 exciting, though, or is it like $60 exciting? Are you talking about Resident Evil? No, I'm talking about Alexa. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, it's. Let's be honest. Now. Let's go. It, well, as as y'all know, the only reason I built this computer was to play Alex. Is it is it worth three thousand? No, but but since I've built this gaming rig and and got got the uh, monitor and the headset, the the, the extra sub, uh, immersion, you would say. Uh, it, it was worth working out the money. So, so yeah, don't, don't build one just to play Alex, but if you've already got one built, you've, you've got to, you've got to fork out that 60 bucks and buy mm. Alex. I tell you what, that chair sim game would look amazing on your rig, you know, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the uh, Resident Evil game is actually Daryl was kind enough to gift me with a copy of Resident Evil 2 for the PlayStation 1. I, he saw that like several occasions um, the local shops would have one and uh, they would post online, you know, got a copy and it would be a race to the store. Um, the one there in uh, West Columbia and two occasions I saw the post within a half hour called confirmed it was there said, hey, will you pull this off the shelf? Nope, nope, I can't do that. Oh, it's probably somebody else on their way. Two occasions, somebody beat me to Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3. It was I was so disappointed because I didn't want to buy it off eBay and have it come in all busted and broke. So uh, uh, Daryl uh, Daryl gifted me a copy. And this, I mean, the original Resident Evil 2, I mean, that game is just gold. It is, it is amazing. I'm a little over halfway through it. Um, it's you know it lists as like a five hour game, but it's probably going to take me more like ten to finish it. It's it's not really as short as as I thought, but uh, they're just beautiful. The the first Resident Evil, I took the bright idea 
to play it the first time on hard and I ran myself out of resources and I got so aggravated with that game. Um, I just quit it. So I'm going to start over, play it smarter. I'm going to go on like normal or medium, but uh, yeah, I'm doing the, the old resident evils through code Veronica. And uh, that'll be basically the, all of the mainline games complete for me then at that point and the remakes. But, I'm really uh, glad you like it, man. Like that, like I said, I always tout that being my favorite game of all time. And it's one of those games that, uh, you know, I don't know. It just not not many people are going to go back and play an old tank control game of that nature and find the charm in it, you know. But there's so many little things, so many little details, and yes, and and the character development was, although the voice acting was still kind of bad, like the character development in the game is so much better than the uh the 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 remake you know like the remake missed so many opportunities like you've already had more encounters with the other people than the remake had the entire game this to me is on another level above the remake it's it's a it's a whole tier above the remake and i enjoyed the remake of two but if if i had to never play one of them again the remake would there would be no question this this first you know the original and the original to me is uh the second one is it better than the first one it's better than the original three um i i'm gonna have to go ahead and say that it's up at the absolute top tier with uh seven and four for me so i yeah. see i see why you've raved and bragged and say it's to my understanding your favorite game period of all time is that right Favorite game of all time, favorite Resident Evil. So I mean, it's, it's I good. can see why. Like as soon as I finish Alex, um, it's 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 going back in, um, and I'll I'll have it beat within a day. It's it's just a thing of beauty. The but, thing uh, about it, what's crazy, is you can actually beat that game in like less than two hours. Like if you mainline it and you without doing any crazy cheats or anything weird, like no glitches, you could beat that game. Yeah, just I could by see tr- that trimming all the fat but it's wild because your first time through and most of those games my first time through is eight to ten hours you know like uh resident evil 4 right. i think it's probably close closer to 15 hours just because that one's one of the meteor games code veronica is another longer one but uh, good it's a good game yeah uh, code veronica is, is what i'm playing next actually i'm not doing three next i'm doing code veronica but uh yeah i mean it's the Resident Evil series has climbed to to my top echelon. It's in my top five series of all time now. So I look forward to to finishing them all. And and while I'm on that topic, um, I've also I finally caved and I've started buying the Silent Hill games, Silent Hill uh, two and uh, three. And these games they're not available on online. Um, they're just not out there. The only reasonably priced option is for PS3 and maybe 360. It's called the Silent Hill HD Collection. And this thing has terrible reviews. It's buggy. Even after being patched, it's awful. People say, do not play that HD Collection. So you're you're faced with either buying it for PS2, which they're going to be at least $100 um, for 2 and 3, or Xbox, the original Xbox. And it's more like forty in the forty dollar range oh. or two, so that's, might, that's not too bad. I might have some of them uh, on the old the old Xbox. I have to go back. I have to go downstairs and look. Um, which well, you if know, you have the, a copy of three, I would be willing to buy it if you have an extra copy, or you just let me borrow it. But 
Yeah, yeah. Let me, that's a lot I'm of looking, money. So, like on the on the subject of Silent Hill, I've been trying to buy. You know, I've been going hard on the uh, on the PSP games. You know, I've got right. like a really I've got a really good size Vita collection, but most of the physical games for the Vita are Japanese games that just don't interest me. And I started to go down that rabbit hole buying them just for the sake of having them. And then, I don't know, I just lost interest. So, right. Well, I don't know. I've been, I played uh, one game on my PSP and then all of a sudden just was like, man, I've, I missed this. So I started looking at the, at the list of games that are out and it's just like, there were so many freaking games. So I went to eBay and I've been, like I told you before the show, I've been eBaying it up. Oh, and yeah. I can't I can't really find a good priced version of Silent Hill Origins. You know, anything over twenty dollars, twenty five dollars for a PSP game is not it's not as enticing, you know, like now, right now. Now Origins might be I could be wrong, but Origins might be one of the ones I saw that you can buy on the PlayStation store, uh download the PSP. You can, but the problem is, and here this is why I wanted to talk about it. I, I own it. I own it on the for the PSP, the digital download, but I can't get it on my PSP. So uh, my so my PSP, when I plug it into, it won't connect to the internet, right? So I have three PSPs. None of them will connect to the um to the Wi-Fi, right? None of them connect to the current Wi-Fi. It all just it just tells me my networks are not available. I was like, okay, whatever. So then I go and I download the games onto the PS3 because there are a lot of games for the Vita and the PSP that you can download and you can transfer them to those consoles if you don't install them to the console, right? I don't know if you're familiar with this, but if you download like a PS1 or a PS2, uh, I mean, not to PS2, PS1 games for sure and PS Vita games, I mean, uh, uh, PSP games, you can download them to your PS3 and they stay in like a little bubble. And then from there, you can transfer that little bubble file, the uninstalled version, to your memory card uh, straight to your PSP. The problem is, if you don't have a fully updated PSP, you can't get it to connect to the uh, PS3. And I haven't done a ton of research into it, but like I didn't have a disk copy because like the PS. P will update based on whatever disk you have. Like the most recent disk came with firmware updates. And so the most recent game I had was Parasite Eve 3, the third birthday. So I put it in and I update to like 5.6 or 5.7, whatever that bullcrap was. It wasn't updated enough to connect to my PS3 to download Origins. So I'm like, okay, I go, I plug it to my PC, I go online, I download the, the most recent firmware for my PSP update it plug it to my ps3 and it still says it's not updated enough so i'm like i don't know and i didn't want to jailbreak my ps3 my psp right so i was like hmm i'm not i'm not done playing with it yet but like that was kind of a stopping point for me i'm like there's no easy way just to plug up my psp and get origins digitally because i own it that way so i went on ebay looking for a copy of it and yeah they're ranging 25 dollars and up and then while I was looking, Silent Hill Shattered Memories, which I thought only came out for the Wii, right? It came out for the PSP. But every copy of it on eBay right now is uh, $100 or more. Yeah, I saw there's, that. 
There's one from Australia for $71 plus, you know, another 18 bucks shipping. <laughs> and then there's a, a, a copy in Canada for 60 bucks, you know, and then I don't know, I, I haven't done enough research and maybe someone who's listening can write in before I look it up myself. Um, but I don't know if the PSPs are region locked, but like there's Japanese versions for 20 bucks. So, but yeah, I'm just diving down the PSP rabbit hole right now. And like, there's so much good stuff to get so much good stuff to buy. Oh yeah. And, uh, the, uh, the other big, uh, survival horror game that I've been playing is, uh, alien isolation. <clears throat> and to me, I would say this is the best. Uh, what, what what do you call this style of game where you're uh, sneaking around? What's it called? A uh, stealth game? style. Yeah, it it is in my opinion the best stealth horror game of of all time. Survival horror game. It's I would even put it above a Plague Tale in a, and a Plague Tale to me was just absolutely beautiful. Well, I, I don't know. I guess maybe. Uh, Maybe Outlast would also be considered stealth, but it's it's up there. It's up there with Outlast for me. It's it's top tier. I'm about sixty percent of the way through it. I just flat out, just do not want to stop playing this game, especially if you're like a big fan of the Alien games. It's it's a must play. If if you like the I'm, I'm sorry, the movies. If you like the Alien movies and you like survival horror games, you like stealth games. There's there's no option. You have to play this game. It is just absolutely beautiful. And when you play it, there's no other way to play it than with a headset. You have to have a headset on. Um, you'll be completely submersed in this game. Um, the immersion factor, once you put on that headset, especially especially like when the alien is moving around, um, if you're just playing it on a TV across the room, you're not going to be able to hone in on him. You're, 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 you're going to die at random. Um, it's it's going to get frustrating, but if you've got that headset on and and you have your 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 hearing attuned to where that alien is, you're going to have a lot more fun playing the game. But also, it's it's going to be it's going to be scarier, you know, like in the the first Alien game, just that that horror feel and the the sounds in that movie. It was you know it, it feels like you're in that first movie, that level of horror. But uh, Alien Isolation, guys, that is that is a must play. And for you too, Daryl, you haven't played it yet, have you? No, but I own it. I've had it since it came out. <laughs> you, you've you've got to you absolutely have to play Alien Isolation. But uh, la- last couple to mention stuff I've been playing online. Uh, my my cousin wanted me to play The Forest with him and his fiance, so I, I signed in for the first time. We're going to start playing that once a week. I haven't developed an opinion on it yet. It's kind of it's kind of like a survival game itself, but uh, not bad. Um, I may give more details at a at a later date on that one. But uh, Kalai, uh, her husband Jim, and myself, we we're also doing Borderlands too. They they have played it the campaign. I think they said about five or six times, and now they're doing it again with me. And it is a fun game. I, I do like Borderlands two better than the first one, but. Uh, uh, of course, I may have already mentioned it, but I finished Witcher 1. That's a series that I'm definitely going to finish this year. And uh, also, one last thing I bought was uh, Dark Souls Remastered. I've I've been waiting on that one. Finally bought it, and I plan to uh, do the Dark Souls games this year as well as per Tanner's recommendation. So, 
I'm pretty there excited about Dark Souls. T-Bird converted him to PC, then converted him to Dark Souls. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're going to convert him to anime titties. <laughs> what I like about Yeah, that's about all I got. Hey, go ahead, TJ. <laughs> I was going to say, what I like about all that is the the other day I had like a mid, bit of a mini intervention. My partner's like, do you think you're ever going to play all these games you keep Exclusive. every week? And I was like, I don't know, maybe. And, you know, and even and then the other night I was like, world premiere. Wild, maybe even I need to slow down. And now having listened to you, <laughs> Levi, I'm like, no, I've got no problem at all. I mean, you know, you can get your hand in everything. I'm fine. So I'm just going to play yep. this little segment, you know, when it comes out on Monday and say, look, it could be worse. We could be Levi, you know. Man, I've got Hey, hey, buy them. Especially, I mean, if they're cheap. Yes. You know, that's the thing. Buying video games, that is, you know, where I justify it. Because to me, it's less about how many games you buy and how much money you spend is, is the bigger factor. If I can buy a bunch of awesome games for a little bit of nothing, you know, why not? I think it's if I reduce the total expense that, you know, that's the end goal. It's less about quantity of games and, and more about quantity of cash so i've i've played it smart this year played it frugal and the backlog beatdown has helped me do that but if i can get these you know masterpieces for a dollar i'm gonna buy them mm-hmm. well see and that's my that's been my thing here lately too is going and buying older games for less money because for the 60 dollars price tag of a brand new game I mean, just this week alone, I think I bought six games. So, I mean, and I don't think I broke $60 yet. That's great. Man. So, yep. Go buy those old Resident, uh, I'm sorry, not Resident Evil, uh, Silent, go buy those old Silent Hill games. You'll break $60. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been, uh, I've been wearing, I'm, I'm going again twice this, this coming weekend. I've been wearing out my local flea market, man. Some of these guys, they haven't been out during this whole COVID mess. I had a guy the other day. He set up and he had like seven or eight freaking PSP games and he was selling them for three bucks a piece because he's like, man, I haven't made any money out here, haven't been out here since February. He's like, I'm just selling stuff. I was like, oh, yes, sir. I'll take them. <laughs> so, what were you going to say, CJ? I, I kind of cut you off. No, oh, no, no. Just that, I mean, that's one of the great things about the PC, isn't it? I mean, you, you log on to Steam or any of these. GOG, I just want to give GOG a quick plug if I could here, Daryl, you know, just GOG. Uh, you know, you log on to these sites and they're, they're just, you know, you, you, you sit down, you put down $10 and you come away with a thousand games. I mean, it's insane. Yes. It's great. <laughs> well, and that's the problem for me too, is like, I, I go on, I'm like, well, I know that it's rare when I play a PC game. So I keep looking though, and like that Steam sale, that summer sale came in. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's some stuff I could buy," and like the the sales come and gone, but they keep pinging me about this wish list. They're like, "Hey man, you put all this stuff in your wish list. Well, your wish is our command. It's on sale." I'm like, "Oh gosh, don't look, don't look, don't look." <laughs> Well, I it is refreshing. It's refreshing coming from the PlayStation because I mean, you open the PlayStation store, they charge you hundred bucks Exclusive. privilege. So the the chance to actually get something <laughs> for your money is wonderful. Wonderful, Sony, take note. Hey, well, I will say this: Sony's sales are exponentially better than their competitors. Like, yeah, every now and again, now the Switch you can get some trash for less than a buck. You know, a couple a couple dollars here and there, but dude. Those games on Xbox, they could be a one-to-one. One's on sale on PlayStation, one's on sale on Xbox, and it's like $3 price difference. Yeah. I'm like, man, I can't, I can't even. I mean, I guess because they're making all their money with Game Pass. They don't, they, don't have, they don't sell games anyways. They're just like, ah, Game Pass. Yeah, you're right. Sony does have the better deals amongst the consoles, 
but PC just crushes. Them. Yes, yeah. I mean the the yeah. deals you see out there, and that's that's games you need to buy. Daryl is the uh, the Doom games. I don't know if you've got them or not, but if you don't, and you catch those for like a dollar a piece, you need to pick those up and play them on PC. Yeah, I've got a few of them. So I got a few of them. So, all right, T Bird, what have you been playing? <laughs> um, I finished Halo Two, and nice. I I really really hate like the last three or four levels of every Halo game when they just needlessly <laughs> throw in the flood. It's they like, throw the flood in there, and then they make you race to the end for like some weird arbitrary countdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, it's like, hey. Uh, have fun with your laser weapons. They don't do anything. And yep. if you don't have a shotgun or a sword, you ain't going to kill them. Just keep running. Yeah, The flood uh, is my favorite part, though. Even though, like, yeah. the ending levels where they flood, no pun intended, they flood you with them. Like, it looks so cool. I think it is. I, I, could, I could care less about the flood. <laughs> they, after, they took them out. watching this Xbox release uh, showcase, I'm I'm getting back into the Halo games. I'm not going to jump ahead here on the show, but I'm getting back into those Halo games. Mm, foreshadowing. Well, you bought every other game. You might as well pick those up as well. <laughs> <laughs> already, I already have. <laughs> uh, anyways, go ahead, T-Bird. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I, did, I started I picked back up on Gears 5. Okay, and yeah, that yeah, that game can go down to dumpster fire too. You don't like it? I'm not. It's fine. It's just I again, certain enemies irritate the ever loving hell out of me. You know, which leapers? Or no, that's the uh, snatchers. Oh yeah, snatchers. Yeah, they they suck butt. Mm-hmm. They one shot you no matter what they do. Yep. So, yep, but, yep. Yeah, that's pretty much me. I don't play very many games. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you know what? I didn't. Uh, I don't have anything grand and exciting like uh, Naked Butler Bash and uh, Chair Humping Simulator. But I, uh, <laughs> I played. Uh, I played some TNA. All right, total nonstop action. Some wrestling on my PlayStation Portable, my PSP. Wow, you really dug up that old turd, dude. I picked this. I picked it up. Um, at Second Charles for four dollars and ninety five cent, and I, much. I year you suck, whatever. I <laughs> I loved that game on the Xbox three sixty, and I think I played it on the PS three as well, maybe. But I loved that game, and it was awesome to have a game that wasn't a WWE game because every WWE game kept getting more and more simulator, you know, like getting more and more trying to be more realistic. Up until ultimately where we're at now, where the games are just not that good. And I just remember the TNA just being obviously it's made an Unreal Engine, so it, can, it just feels way different physics wise, and like like smashing people with chairs and just running and drop kicking people is so much fun, you know? Like you can run and drop kick your way to basically every victory in that game. Uh, I have a, I have a lot of fun with it. So I've been playing through the story mode on it. Uh, I really enjoy it, and uh, on my PSP. And then I've been playing Daymare 1998. I played it last weekend. Um, I think I've said, I might have said this on the show. I know I said this in our Discord and stuff. The game is a Daryl freaking game. Like, it has so many crazy Easter eggs and like callbacks to other games. Like, uh, so my, um, my PlayStation's hooked up to the Loot Bros Twitter. Okay. 
So if you use Twitter, which we we really don't, I mean, I just you know hooked up my account to it because I don't have a Twitter for myself anymore. And um, I took a bunch of screenshots playing the game, all these Easter eggs and stuff. And like one of the Easter eggs, see, um, uh, Levi, you'll get a you'll get a kick out of this. It's an arcade cabinet in a man's garage called Full Life, and it's got like a knockoff Half Life symbol. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. And, and there's just so much stuff in there. Like there's a there's one I missed a trophy, which kind of stinks because I didn't realize it was a trophy at the time. Um, the, there's a uh, you have to in the beginning of the game, you have to infiltrate a facility where everyone inside is dead. And you're this um, uh, mercenary, this gas mask wearing mercenary type cat, um, and you have to steal this the, the virus essentially that that, that causes the the oncoming zombie outbreak. And inside the cryogenic chamber where this this virus is being cooled is a little can of shaving cream, like what you'd see in Jurassic Park whenever uh, Ned yeah. or whatever his name is. Yeah, you know? and um, so I was. Uh, I got a bunch of trophies, and I had kind of like, like flipped through my trophy list to see. And one of the trophies is shoot the shaving cream can. And I was like, no, I didn't shoot it. <laughs> so, so that would have been. But it, it's a it, the trophy is called something Jurassic, whatever it is. It was really. So what cool. are you about three to four hours into it so far? Oh yeah, I, yeah, definitely four plus hours into the game. Um, I'm over halfway as far as the chapters are considered. I concerned. Uh, I didn't get a ton of time to play, but I did well, all the time that I had this past weekend was uh, was playing it, and it's really really good. Well, how does um, it stack up against like uh, say a Resident Evil game? Well, it is de- it's like Resident Evil's little brother. So with Daymare, it's like it's directly inspired by the Resident Evil franchise. Yeah. There's so many little sections, little like similarities it's like oh you've seen this before in a resident evil game even down to certain characters laying in a spot you know like like almost like a reenactment like a homage to a scene in a resident evil game yeah you know, case you just play resident evil 2 you played you know in the beginning oh yeah you remember when you go into the police department and you see uh, officer branham sitting uh, on the ground and he's all busted up and he's yes. like leon looks like your welcome party was canceled well <laughs> You have a scene almost identical to that in this game, right? Uh, and it's just, uh, it's really, it's really cool. It's really cool. They, they definitely do. They throw a lot of love to the Resident Evil franchise. So, so uh, what do you give would, it on the scale of one to ten? You know, is it an eight point game? I would say, I'd say r- r- right now, like f- from where I'm at, I'm, I'm definitely would lean somewhere around the eight. Yeah. Um, it, it, it has all of the markings, the potential to be a great franchise. And these guys, these developers, it's an indie game. So like you see the indie flaws, right? So like the, the scenery looks good. The game plays pretty well. It's got a, a, a hint of jank in there because it's still trying to emulate that old school Resident Evil. Is it the uh, fixed camera angle or is it nope, third person? Third person. Third, okay, yeah, third. third person action, but it's not like the crazy bullet sponge enemies, like the current resident evil stuff, you know, like when you shoot them in the head, their head might come off, you know, other than that, two or three shots. Now, if you just do a bunch of body shots, you're going to waste all your ammo because the, the whole the thing about zombies is shoot them in the head. You gotta kill it. You gotta, you gotta kill the brain. And, um, and the facial animations are just almost non-existent. So your character's, they, their faces just look bad, like 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 Mass Effect Andromeda bad. So, 
but they don't really move that much. You know, other than that, the game is really, really well done. Uh, like I said, the moment to moment graphics in the game are good. Like the gameplay is good. It's, you know, like it's got a little bit of jank to it, but it's one of those things to where it's got that janky charm, you know, like uh, it's a B movie. I'm playing a B movie. I just, I like it. Not to derail so, you too bad, but that's actually, yes, that's another game I bought this week was Andromeda. Is that, uh, is that game really as bad as people are saying it is? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it? I've got, it's I've a, got to it's finish, not a I've good got to finish the game. series. Well, you say, Levi, as far as I say, it's not a it's not a good Mass Effect game. As far yeah. as I'm concerned, Levi, you have you've already finished the franchise. You played the three good games. I still I've got to finish it. I'm yep. hoping yep. I'm hoping this next gen they'll bring back Mass Effect. And I don't mean just a remaster. I'm sure they'll probably do a remaster. I want to see, you know, a fourth game, a, a true fourth game, not the Andromeda. I want to see a Mass Effect 4. Mm. I think it'll happen. I think they'll probably give it a couple years, and then they'll have to do the main Bioware team to do it, not the second string team. So, but anyways, the well, last game I'm Was it the I'm second familiar- string team that made Andromeda? Yeah, yes. Yeah, it was the second string team. Oh, um, but it's all right. I, and, you know, you, you might enjoy it because they've done a lot of patching, a lot of cleaning up to that game. You never know. Then I could also be just talking crap. All right. The last thing I played and just kind of wrapping up is Dead to Rights Retribution. Um, that's another plus one on the too legit to quit side quest. There you go. The game. Yep. It's a, it's a good game. I really enjoy it. It's got the slow motion bullet time like the old Max Payne's, like the original Dead to Rights games. Um, it's a, it's an overall fun game. It doesn't control all that great. Like it's, I don't know if it's the camera being really close to the character or what, but it's just something off about it. And I played it on my PS3 on with the disc copy and I played it on PS now because you can play it on PS now streaming and the gameplay is great on PS now. No lag, no stuttering. Like I didn't have any issue at all. It streamed perfect. It was, you know, as good as it was on the, I played the first half, the first five or six levels uh, on the disc, and then I finished up streaming it. I just uploaded my save to the cloud, finished streaming it on the um, on PS Now. I really enjoyed it. The story was, you know, it was whatever. You know, I think that the the strongest part about the game is the relationship between the main character and Shadow, his dog, his wolf dog that eats people's testicles. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a great game. I, and that's why I went back and bought the PSP version because that'll round out that franchise. I've beat the first two games. I've beat retribution on Xbox 360. I wanted to go ahead and beat it on PS3. And then now I will, um, as soon as my copy comes in the mail, uh, dead to rights, uh, reckoning on PSP, that'll be the next dead rights game. I, I beat, and I would love a new dead rights game. I just, I really enjoy them. I think that's, those are, those are really cool. So. All right, so uh, since we are kind of short on time, uh, I'm going to fly through community questions. All right, so this one we won't. We won't. Fortunately enough, we don't have a ton this week uh, like we have in the in past weeks. So uh, we're going to go ahead and knock out the uh, community questions. So uh, JT writes in, "Old uh, John, wish I was a franchise killer." Tancredi, <laughs> and he says, "Not really a 
question, but a comment. More of a challenge, per se. Gwen's Candle, I challenge you to a race to 1 million gamer score. What say you, Gwen? I, well, look, I can't speak for Gwenny. I mean, nobody can. But, you know, <laughs> I have her ear, so I'll, I'll put some words out there. And, and Gwenny told me the other day, JT, Seagull Slayer, or whatever you, you call yourselves these days, that you're, you're, you're <laughs> spreading yourself too thin. You're playing everything, you know? Like, you're going to do some Tales of games because somebody told you about the Tales of games. You're going to do the new Dragon's Quest Eleven, which is coming to Game Pass, the ultimate gaming system, currently only on the Microsoft side. You're going to be playing some, you know, whatever Mass Effect Andromeda, you're going to be playing so many games that Gwen said she's not interested in taking you on. You're, you're too thin, so too thin on the ground. You know, I'm going to double down on that one. So I, I don't know that I have um, Gwen's ear, you know what I'm saying, the way you do uh, affectations don't. But I will say this. the technique. She's a demanding, uh, demanding mistress. <laughs> I will say this. As somebody who has blown the flame out of the candle, on more than one occasion. I, I, that's not really a challenge. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Seagull, if, if, first off, here's the problem. You're going to get burnt out. And I told you this in a personal message. I'm telling you this on the show. You, 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 you like to get out there and you talk all loud and poke your chest out and say, I'm this uh, Mr. Completion. I'm this Mr. Oh, Turkey yeah. I'm this Mr. Uh, race to 1 million. But the problem is this. All right. You sprint so hard in the beginning that you you don't finish the race. See? It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And guys like myself, guys like the franchise killer, uh ladies like the candle. You know what I'm saying? Like we 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 get our we get going and then we just crush. And we never stop crushing. You know, like where are you at right now with your with your trophies, huh? What happened? You try to go and smash yeah, it. Out it all ain't these- all this flipping around like one month I'm the donk dunker on the rats, and then the next month I'm the PlayStation Master, and and then then I'm the Xbox Master. I mean, yeah. you gotta you gotta yeah. find your groove, and and That's you right. gotta just kill to to be a to be a player. And then every now and again, it's like I gotta take a break from all the rat plats so I can play League of Legends. Like I I don't, I don't know, man. Here's here's what I'm gonna do, right? It's just so I'm not just dogging on you, right? So I can encourage you. All right, stay in your lane. You know, just like pick a fran- pick your franchise, pick your JRPGs, pick your fun stuff, and just knock them out. You know, like get to a million gamer score playing the games you enjoy. Don't don't challenge the candle because I can I can tell you this as somebody who has beat the candle more than once on the Loot Bros custom leaderboards, basically the most prestigious leaderboards you can be a part of, and all the internets. You know, and that's only happened once or twice. The candle. Is is a is a wrecking ball, you know. The candle will be at a million at the blink of an eye. Like the only reason the candle's not there now is because she doesn't want to be. And let's just be. I mean, let's just be real. Look, you know, I mean, we JT all enjoy is going to flip out when he sees. When he <laughs> to this episode. He's going to blow. He's going to blow us up. No, nah, look, in, in all in all honesty, everyone likes to beat the old candle every now and then. But you gotta you gotta do it in moderation, or you'll go blind. JT, you know you were taught that from a young age from our parents. Thank God for them. Rest in peace. But look, what I do want to say, JT, is you were a wonderful guest the other day on uh, Game Stuff, the podcast of the Butts and uh, Butt Stuff. And uh, I'm looking forward to your your appearance on this show because you are a franchise killer, sir, and you and you deserve a, a good go here. So I'm looking forward to being surprised when that. That does happen. He really is a franchise killer, all jokes aside. 
Well, not in 2020. So let's just be honest. All right. <laughs> that that goalpost <laughs> keeps moving, doesn't it? <laughs> now, I told I told uh, JT whenever he's whenever he's got a franchise that he wants to go on and talk about, or hey guys, guess what? I opened it up far and beyond the franchise completion because we all know Tommy Gunn is the real. I mean, you just can't even compete anyway. And I'm not saying you, JT. I'm saying anybody, any listener in the Loot Bros right now. You, you you can't compete with somebody who smashes franchises the way that Tommy Gunn does. It just can't be. It can't be done. So at this point, I said, you know what? This competition is already over. Tommy Gunn's already won. So I said, you know what? We got this deadbeat in the fourth chair. All right, let's kick him out and let's open it up to the community. So JT, I tell you what, I'll invite you on if you want to come on and you want to and you want to sit in the fourth chair, tell everybody how it feels, take her out for a spin, recite some lines. You know what? You could all you got to do is message me or the T Bird and say, "Hey, I want to try out for the fourth chair." You know what, buddy? We'll let you get on here, and then you can say whatever you want to the candle. I mean, at that point, you know, what I'm saying chairs all yours so, for the top, for that that particular show. Mm-hmm. All right, Gareth Davis writes in and says, "If you could choose one franchise from any other platform to make an appearance on PlayStation that's not already there, what would it be?" T Bird, why don't you start us off? <laughs> Um, I'm just gonna say Fable. Make it easy. Oof! Oh, foreshadowing. I like it. Fable's great. Have you, have you guys, yeah. uh, uh, CJ, uh, Levi, have y'all played Fable before? Mm, yes. I I bought them all this year, and uh, I, I have them planned for December. Ooh, they're great. They're good games. Mm. I, the first two were awesome. The third one was kind of whatever. I think I've only played yeah. the first one. It's a very old game, isn't it? The first one. I was very young. Oh, yeah. When I played oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Original Xbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that was, a, that was a, a time in my life where I worked a really odd schedule. I worked 4 p.m. to 1 a.m., right? Mm-hmm. And I, was, I had just graduated high school. Uh, my wife and I were dating at the time. And so what I would do is on the nights that I wouldn't drive, she lived uh, right off the right off the campus that she was going uh, to school at. So what I would do is I would get off work, and on the nights that she like I wasn't hanging out with her or something, like I would just go home and like you get off work at one in the morning, like you're still wired for a few hours, but like nobody else was awake. You know what I'm saying? Like like so I would go home and play play Fable till five six in the morning. And then I'd have to pick my, you know, take my brother to school and then I'd go to class. You know, so I go to, I was going to college and that was like some of my best video game memories are from that time where I was playing fable, kicking chickens. You know what I'm saying? Like you could do your evil. That was one of the best games that had the best, like, uh, evil playthrough, like good karma, bad karma, because your body physically changed as you would play one way or the other so like as you would do more good stuff oh excuse me i got a a trophy uh as you would do like good tasks and get good karma you would you would turn more white you'd have light you know i'm saying kind of shining around you uh you would have you know i'm saying it was like it was like obviously oh he's a good guy but as you would do more evil stuff you would get horns your body would turn darker and then like flies and like a stench would get around you as you became more and more evil. And, uh, it was, it's just, man, that game, that first fable game was so special. Second one was really good. Third one was just kind of whatever. I didn't, I didn't, 
I didn't think the third one was bad. Like if you read the reviews, people kind of dump on it a little bit. That first one, that first Fable game was really good. So, anybody else got one that they would port over to the old the old station? I'd like to see the chair game get over, only because then the people who about Radalika every week would have something really to complain about. But uh, <laughs> on a serious note, no, I think, I mean, we'll probably get into it in a moment with the Xbox showcase, but one of the things that I noticed in that that thing overall was how many studios had slipped away from Sony. Um, Obsidian in particular, uh, even Don't Nod as well, seemed to be aligning themselves with Microsoft. Yep. So so that was was eye-opening for me, but one that they never had. They never had a chance to have because their system is not powerful enough, of course, is Playground Games. And I think the, the Forza Horizon 4 is is probably the greatest arcade racing game you know ever ever made. Well, the series in general is the greatest one. And it's such a shame that, that PlayStation weren't you know able to you know, create something similar or rip it off even and, and have a game like that. Because at this point, there is no game like that on the console. Whoa, whoa, the greatest. Now, I haven't played them, but you, are you saying it's above Gran Turismo 1, 2, and 3? Uh, arcade Racer. So that Gran Turismo yeah. is more of a sim. Um, yeah. Oh, arca- I got arcade you. Racer, I would say. Gran Turismo had the, had the arcade disc, but it was, yeah, it was more of a, you yeah, know, a, a simulation. A sim racer, I think, yeah. Yeah, CJ knows his racing game, so I ain't even going to argue with that one. So, I think you might. And like. I love like uh, Gran Turismo Two. That's you know, of course, also the first PlayStation. It it had yep. two discs. Hell, it might have been three discs, but I think it was just two. And just throwing in the simulation mode, uh, the music on that game. Uh, you you'd start off with like a little hell, like a little Honda Civic or something, and. You know, that thing would wind up like 400 freaking horsepower and, you know, you'd have to get your licenses and go through the circuits and just slowly build your car. And just the the driving, the racing was so amazing in that game for me personally. And I'm not some big, you know, racing game guy, but uh, and CJ, I'm I'm assuming you played Gran Turismo 2, probably beat it. But that game was really special to me. That's. To to me, no no racing game has touched that, but I, I would like to try the the Forza games as well because I hear a lot about them. Hmm. Yeah, well, the Horizon Four is yes, hey, Horizon Four is on Game Pass. Mm, oh, is it? Yep. Yep. I'll have to check it out. All right, and due to the interest of time, I'm going to save the last questions for next week. Um, because we know we are working on a little bit of a time limit tonight. We can't do the normal three to five hour show. Uh, I I don't, (laughs) I don't want CJ to miss out on this one. So we're going to move on over into this week's official topic. So this week, I knew you were going to do it. All right. So this week we were going to, we had the uh, Xbox games showcase for 2020. And I asked you guys to make sure you watch the whole thing, all that good stuff, you know, being the, the you know, doing my due diligence as a good, good host. And um, I, I just want to see what you guys thought. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to go down the line, uh, talk about each game. But I just kind of want to go around the table real quick and just say, overall, what were your thoughts on the uh, a presentation and, and the content? So, CJ, we'll start with you. Yeah, just overall. Yeah, look, yeah. I mean, you know, I look, I don't know, uh, you know, I don't I obviously don't don't want to bag on Sony because, you know, 90% of my gaming time is spent there, but for for some time I've been leaning more and more towards Microsoft. I think they're doing a wonderful job and I think this was I think it was a very good hype 
you know, train trailer, which is was what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to show games because that's been the consistent world know, premiere community is that we don't know what's coming or there's nothing coming and all that. And I think they they showed games and and as I said, like watching it because. I think when you, when you play, like, I mean, all of us here play on multiple systems. So even though we joke about maybe being tied to one, we'll play any game if it's on another system if we want to play it. But there are a lot of people that, you know, can only, you know, only have one console or whatever else. And so I think, I think you know, from their perspective, watching something like this, if, if you're beyond the sort of fanboyism, I do think it was really interesting, especially if you're on the Sony side watching this, because, you know, we're starting to see what they promise, what they're working on. And as I said, you know, earlier, the biggest thing for me was how many missed opportunities Sony has really let go in the last year and Microsoft have acquired and they're going to continue to acquire. And I think that you know, I, like I, I don't know what PS5 is. I really don't. I've watched all the stuff. I don't care. It didn't do anything for me. And I think this was good because it didn't waste my time telling me about the console. I don't care about that anymore. I'll buy it on day one and I'll find out for myself whether it's as good as they say it is or not. I don't care. But what I want to see is what I could play. And I think they did a really good job of that. And I think the fact that, you know, Spencer said at the start there too, you know, look, all of these games will be available on Game Pass, you know, when they release. And I, I think that's all you had to say and show and I think they that's what they did and I think you know I think anyone that has a problem with you know the direction they're going in it's just insane because I mean it's they're playing I said we're talking to someone this morning and they're playing the perfect second console card they know that they can't just rape Sony's audience yet it's going to take time or whatever else and people are you know fanboyed in or whatever they've been there for a long time generations they'll buy you know the Sony consoles again but now you can buy the X if you want or you might have a PC you know even better and you you don't have to buy games you can just buy this game pass because you don't want to buy the game four times on all your different systems you want to buy it once you'll buy it on sony but now you'll buy your subscription on microsoft and this is what you can play and you'll keep that subscription running forever i mean they're up to 10 million already so good luck to them and you know it's going to be a real win it's going to be a slow you know win of a win of attrition for them but it's going to be a win i think into the next generation by the end of it and it's exciting to see they have the best system coming they look like to have the best game depth coming over the next generation not in launch but over the generation and they they're working with developers you know they they they're signing so many diverse developers which i think is is exciting as well very cool very cool all right levi what do you think well for me it held my interest from the first second um that that halo that that halo i mean i'm not going to lie it gave, it gave me a bit of a joke that was just <laughs> beautiful um, and, and it didn't stop. I mean, I'll look down my list here and I've got stars by the games I'm highly interested in and two stars by the games that are absolute must plays. And I've got, I've got 12 games here that I'm highly interested in and six that are absolute must plays. That's a lot of games. And to my understanding, if I heard the guy right towards the end, the vast majority of these games are going to be on the PC Game Pass. So mm. I'm not going to have to buy them. My my subscription that I paid, I think I got it on sale for like $3.85 a month. For $3.85 a month, I'm going to be able to play all of these you know, amazing games. Maybe not at the beginning, but at some point for free. And, and on the topic of Obsidian, when I saw this... Because I thought Obsidian was was Sony, you know. I thought you know, Sony had them on lock, but I saw this, you know, 
um, I won't get into the games, but open world RPGs and, and this, this other little survival game and, and the DLC. And I seen just how hard Obsidian went. I, I was like, wow, they have brought it. And not just them, but just so many of these different developers. Xbox, um, Microsoft, they're just absorbing these developers. And that was, you know, that was the issue. That's, that's what I felt kept Sony in the lead was because Sony always had these awesome first party games and Xbox never had that. Well, now it's like Xbox, they're, they're bringing it. They're, they're buying these small developers. They're making the right partnerships. And, you know, I, I, I joked around just to, you know, to piss off the Sony ponies, you know, months ago, I was talking about how, you know, Xbox is, is going to give Sony a walloping this time, you know, they're, they're just going to crush them. I was just kidding around. Um, and and I, I don't think, even after seeing all this, I don't think they're going to flat out give them a walloping. But I think they will run neck and neck with Sony this generation, maybe even beat them. But as we all know, we want to see them both have an extremely good turnout. Competition is good for the market. It's good for everybody. We don't want to see Sony crush Xbox. We don't want to see Xbox crush Sony. We want to see them both have a really good turnout. And I think that's what we're going to have. Yes, yes, yes. All right, T-Bird, what about you? Yeah, everything I saw on that show, uh, most of everything I saw, like, piqued my interest. and was like, oh, at least try it since everything is going to be coming out on Game Pass, including the PC Game Pass. Minus, like, I think Stalker and a few of the other ones that are just console exclusives. So I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Very cool, very cool. Well, my overall thoughts were it was good. Uh, I have been steadily and consistently disappointed in the Xbox presentations for the past few years. I keep waiting on them to turn it around. And I finally was like, you know what? I have zero expectations here because I'm just like, they, they keep the last time they said they were going to show games or a gameplay reveal. It was a joke. Like it was, there was like five seconds of gameplay. And then uh, it was a, like an ISIS freaking little a little captive video or it was the last one was not good at all. The the best part about the last one they had was that, you know, they had photoshopped a fridge in the background. This, the Xbox series X. So going in this one, I'm like, all right guys, you know, we're going to talk Xbox. I know we got some listeners, uh, you know, James McCall wrote in asking specifically for us to talk about this, which we were going to do. Um, uh, but I just, I had zero expectations and then I was, very very impressed like i like you said there's probably 10 games on there that you want to play and there's at least five must plays for me you know and yep. uh, and i do you know i've been very uh vocal about my stance with the game pass thing i'm like man i just don't that you're just incentivizing people not to buy your console not to buy your 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 games uh but they said 10 million subscribers you know and i'm like well i'm one of them i've been one of them the majority of the time they've offered it you know i'm like well that's 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 definitely working for them well they're going to keep my money because they they offered enough stuff on this list to get me really really hyped so with that being said I'm going to go down the list in order of appearance on how the game showed up on the showcase. Uh, and then you guys just tell me if you're interested, if you're not interested, and if there's something you really, really, really want to talk about 
um, and then we'll, we'll stop and do it. So obviously the showcase started out with Halo Infinite, which I thought looked freaking great. And for me, yes. that, is, that is a must play. That's a must play on my list as well. And when you saw the the new the new combat, I, I assume it's new. I haven't played the like uh, Halo Five, but he had like a shield thing. It it was like a it was like a shield bubble. Is that new or was that in like the fifth game? They, they started that in Reach, like little bubble, little, okay, little perks. Yeah. Well, I thought that was that, awesome, and just the 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 smoothness and and they were talking about how all of these games are going to run um, ray tracing. 4K, 60 frame on ultra settings with the Series X. Now, you can't tell me that that Series X won't have at least a 2070, probably 2070 Super Graphics card, because my PC will barely do that. And it was just built with a 2070 Super. So so this Xbox Series X is going to be an absolute powerhouse gaming rig. Well, I don't know if you guys saw it in the video, but there was a lot of landscape pop in. Like it was oh, very yeah. obvious. Like it was, you know, they said that game's coming out this holiday and I'm going to play it. But there was, if they're hyping all that stuff, they're going to need, they're going to need some power to make that game run and good. And, and cause it was not in the video. Like it was not the stuff close was smooth, but the stuff in the distance was, was not. So I don't I don't know well, I where didn't that catch that uh, I didn't catch that so maybe where it, I was it, watching it on my phone. Yeah, I don't think it matters, and the, realistically, like I don't care. Like, shoot, I'm playing PS3 and PSP games, so I don't I don't care as long as it runs good. Like, an actual frame rate is decent, you know, and the game doesn't crash. I'll play it. I've gotten to the point now where graphics and the power and stuff just we're at a point where it just doesn't matter to me as much as long as the game's fun, right? And I'm, Tanner, I'm have they released the specs yet? Uh, do you know what the graphics capabilities will be? Is it it's as powerful as as my PC, right? Uh yeah. Actually, I think it's a little bit, a little bit more powerful than yours. Just a little bit. And that's you know a five six hundred dollar you know console versus a two thousand dollar PC. So that's how <laughs> they have done that for that cost. That's just unbelievable. Yep. They haven't. Yep. They haven't said the cost yet, so we don't know what. Yeah, they we have. don't know. It could be yeah. eight hundred bucks for all we know. So they kept saying that later this year we're going to find out more. So we'll see. You know, on release date, that's when you'll find the price. Yes, and it seems that way. You know, every other console that we've ever had released in our lifetime, we've known everything we need to know by this point. And yet here we are with two brand new consoles, both fighting over who's more powerful than the other. And yeah, we don't have a price on either one of them. Like they're both waiting to for the, for the other guy. Yeah, I have a feeling that I mean the the X when it came out was was substantially higher than the Pro at least in Australia. And I have a feeling that will be Microsoft's issue again that theirs is going to be more than Sony's. But I mean, it's going to be a more powerful system as well. So well, I mean, well, a twenty seventy Super thing. is a five hundred dollar graphics card. Yeah, that's just yeah. the card. Yeah. Well, if you if you look at the way even Phil Spencer had said it on the in the video like that we're offering our games anywhere you can play them you know so they've already said that x cloud's launching this year with game pass ultimate so you can stream your games they've already said that these get no games that they have in the first couple of years is going to be exclusive to the series x so i would imagine it's going to be 
a $500 plus machine. And that's why they've done such a good job, which I always criticize them for it. But in retrospect, it's probably a really good thing. They're like, hey, by the way, you can play this anywhere. You can play this on your PC. You can play this on your on your uh, Xbox One you currently have. You know, And so uh, I'm sure they're already setting the stage to... You know, that thing's going to come out and it's going to be a premium console, you know, and it sounds like the power that they're offering, it's well-deserved. So as long as, I, I mean, dude, Game Pass makes it to where you don't need it. So it's kind of like, I can't even get mad about the about the price because who cares? I can play with what I have now. Mm-hmm. So. I think I think that's what I mean by the second console. I think if you're buying in now, which is what they're aiming for, I mean, the people that are already there are going to continue on that that path. But for new people coming across, you're not buying a PC or you're not buying the new Xbox or any of the Xbox. You're buying into an ecosystem. And I think this is the big problem that Sony has is that you're buying a PS5. Now, I understand there's, you know, your equivalent for for game pass for sony but it's not everywhere in the world you know it's not here so so really right. all you're buying is that system and i'm buying first parties because you you know the, you can play everything else anywhere these days anyway so it's just not it's just not that ecosystem and i, I like i don't know i mean I, the more and more sony you know i don't want to go down that track but they make the same games i mean they're all the same you know with you know the sure the content is different but they're made in the same way in the same style they look exactly the same so i just don't think they even have the depth in their first parties anymore to to really you know offer offer what microsoft at least microsoft is i mean they showed here they showed triple a games then they showed a couple of indie studios that are probably on a shoestring budget you know in this thing so i think that's exciting you know that they're doing there's something for everybody whatever you want and they said there's like 40 games they didn't even get around to show it i think i think they said first uh opening season they're gonna have over a hundred games, I believe they said the series X. So, hey, so, well, so, you know, exciting. by by January they'll have a hundred games available. That's that's pretty amazing. And mm-hmm. I would say seventy percent of that, you know, would be indie games, but still, it's pretty amazing. All right, so let's move on to State of Decay Three. It was a quick little teaser. I'm going to go ahead and say not interested because I haven't cared about the last two State of Decays. I'm not terribly interested either. No, it's just a that's yeah. a massive time sink. I think <laughs> I don't have time for. Well, we got to skip right on past that one. Mm-hmm. All right, what about the new rare game Everwild? Now that, if if you don't mind me jumping on in, that game looked beautiful. It it has my interest, but what the hell kind of game is that? I mean, is <laughs> is that an open world? Is that an RPG? Is that it's some type of little story adventure? How does it play? What is it? Uh, I even looked it up on Google afterwards because I was so interested and nothing has been released on that. Who the hell knows what kind of game this is? That being said, it has piqued my interest and it uh, is one of my two star must plays just off what I saw without knowing anything else about it. It really caught my interest. Yeah. Well, you've got to remember, Levi, this has got to be really early, this game, because Rare, they did Sea of Thieves, right? So, I mean, they, they, you know, had to do a ton of work to fix that game, which they did, you know, and they they continue to support that. So I think this game is very early in development. I don't think we're seeing it for a while to come yet. I don't even think they showed gameplay, did they? Wasn't it more just concept? Uh, Well, you've got to admit it looked good. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it won't be. It was colorful. Yeah. It's early, early days, I think, for that one. So, what about you, T Bird? What did you think about Everwild? 
again, it caught. It's like, oh, that looks cool. It's going to be on Game Pass, so I'll please give it a shot. All right. I thought it was ever lame, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> I get the hell out of here. <laughs> um, so, you know, CJ, CJ, listen to me. CJ mentioned earlier that uh, talking about Sony kind of losing some relationships. You know, they were in bed with uh, Don't Nod really early back in the PS3 days with uh, Remember Me because I believe uh, Sony was publishing Remember Me and something happened in that relationship and Sony bailed and Capcom picked it up and published the game. Ever since then, you know, like we've noticed more and more that Don't Nod has been aligning themselves with Microsoft. And so they showed the game Tell Me Why which it looked pretty neat. I mean, it looked like more Life is Strange, really, but I guess with more of the... Bro- that, was, that was the brother and sister game, right? Uh, which one? The... Tell me why. Yes, yeah. yeah. So that looked pretty good. I- I'd play that. I'd try it out. Yeah. yeah, Tell Me Why is the one that is kind of like a Life is Strange. It's coming out in like three episodes. It, it's it's a, one of my uh, 12 that I'm highly interested in. Yeah. Yep. I think, uh, you know, not to, to drag on, but I think that's a very exciting... I mean, if you didn't like Life is Strange 2, I don't think you're going to like it because that game deviated even further from the first one into more of a... I mean, more of almost a movie walking sim, really. But w- what I noticed in this one is that they're obviously reusing a lot of assets. They're, it looked some assets from Life is Strange 2, which I have no problem with. It means that they're building a they're building a big platform around this, this engine and this game, which I think is exciting. And I think it's not for everyone, this, you know, don't nod French... French developer, it's narrative over gameplay, definitely. So not for everyone, but I think the fact that they have signed this, the first episode comes out in August, so before the new consoles, and that will only be on uh, Microsoft, I understand as well. I think that's really, it's really exciting that they have this game because this is this is probably what Telltale should have tried to achieve, this this style of uh, yeah. you know, development, and it's, it's exciting to see that they're doing it. And they, they have obviously found a way to make the episodic model work or they wouldn't, you know, this is their third game now like this. So exciting to see, I think. All right. Anybody else? All right. Well, I know we got some Ori fans in the building, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Nobody no, no, likes Ori. I, I think you know I when that guy, when that guy came out and said that you know it's going to be running like you know a mad cow, you know, in a in a paddock or something like ten thousand k's and all this you know teraflops everywhere, like and all this 120 stuff. Hundred twenty frames. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. That that game. I mean, the, the problem is, I don't know if anyone's played that game on the X, but the X can't even handle that game. You know, it's it's too it's too demanding on the system, which is terrifying. You know, because that that thing is is pretty powerful, but. To, to have up-resed it and up everything and then put it on this new system, that game will probably be the, the benchmark for, gra- whether you like the gameplay or not, the benchmarks for graphics on a console, I think, if they do achieve what they're, they're setting out to do. Hmm. Well, it's a, a difficult platformer, and those usually don't interest me. So it looks pretty, but I probably will not be playing any Ori. And you could almost say it's a Metroidvania. Oh, see, I got to leave that to you. That's, that's your stick. <laughs> All right. What about some uh, Outer Worlds DLC? I need that uh, you right know, now. I'm not paying for uh, you know this these twenty thirty dollar DLCs they released six months later to get a little bit of cash. I love the Outer Worlds, but it looked good. I'm just not going to buy it. But it's free on Game Pass. 
Oh, oh, that's right. It will be free on Game. Sorry. Ah, World premiere. People with their DLC coming to rape me and my children. Get out. <laughs> they don't deserve any money. They should be working I didn't for realize free. That was... <laughs> they should be just working for me. I don't want to pay anything for their game. Get out. Get out. Give it to me for free. That's why I have the Game Pass. Hey, they've got my subscription service. I'll play it. I've never even played the original, so I don't. Yeah, that, you know what they've got to do? No. They've got to start making DLC where you don't need to play the base game because nobody has time to play the whole game and then the DLC. So now they just need to make DLC that you can play without having played the game. That would be awesome. That's what Sony's been doing. They put a yeah. game out and then they're like, oh, here's the DLC that's half the length of the game, <laughs> i.e. Miles that. Morales, Spider-Man, and uh, you know, Uncharted Lost Legacy. So, yeah. All right. What about Grounded? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I'll be. It's, cool. it, it comes out what Tuesday, I think, for early release. Yeah, early access. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to play it. I'll try it. It looked pretty interesting. Mm. Um, and then right after that, they showed Avowed, the new Obsidian uh, fantasy RPG Skyrim killer. That's my biggest game on the list by far. I mean, we're oh. talking Obsidian here. These are the guys that brought us Fallout New Vegas, Outer Worlds. Pillars of Eternity, Wasteland 2, KOTOR 2. I mean, absolute powerhouse RPGs. And if this is their next big thing, I'm buying it. Sweet. Well, you don't have to buy it because it's on Game Pass. Are all of these games on Game Pass? Uh, Every single damn one of these? Almost every game is on Game Pass for PC. Yep. Wow. It's, yeah, that that Obsidian Studio is so funny because I mean they they totally belong on Microsoft that that company they're making PC games on console there's no question about it but it's so that I think that is the biggest loss for Sony that company without a doubt that I, it's just so yeah. you know it's it's good to hear you talk about them Levi because I it's so I'm so happy that Microsoft acquired them because they are and and it sounds like they they said this game is going to be made from the ground up new assets new everything and Microsoft you know is fi- help funding it or, or however is giving them time to do it and they're well they're not, not console, sitting around no I know but they're not a console man they're not a console game maker they're a PC game maker that I think will finally you know now have the the money and the backing to just just do that and it'll be on console for sure but. I think it's really but yeah. Exciting. I mean, they're they're killing it. I mean, that's that's two new two brand new IPs and then a DLC of a fairly new game, uh, all right out the gates. I mean, these guys they they are not sitting around. They they are killing it. So yeah. and yeah, I've yeah. I've loved uh, Obsidian games since I found out about. Them. Mm. I mean they 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 are good at what they do and what they do is RPGs. So. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Well, um, the next thing that was showed that was new, you know, was uh, that new studio, um, was it Int Night? I can't remember what it was actually called, but they showed that uh, really artsy-looking, almost Telltale-esque, you know, Quantic Dream game uh, called uh, As Dusk Falls. What did you guys think about that one? I thought that was really, really interesting. It looked fun. Yeah. Looks like so, a comic book, doesn't it? Almost like it's it's got a weird, it's got a very unique art style, and it's got um, I don't know the way that they were that little setup where everyone was kind of in the gas station. They had the the family and the you know the people just kind of passing through. You had the criminals there. Kind of reminded me from Dust Till Dawn, and then they named it as Dusk Falls. I'm like, huh, 
Maybe they took some inspiration from one of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I think these games are good because, you know, like your big, you know, 40, 50 hour RPGs, they're not going to be played by people that don't game. It's just not feasible. Whereas these games are like, I assume this will be a shorter experience because it's an indie studio. They're more relatable. And I think having these games front and center is a very clever idea as well. Because, you know, not everyone has hours and hours to play. So I think it's exciting too. Right. That's this one's I, I was that was one of my very I was very interested in this one. I'm thinking that's a must play right there. I at least gotta try it. So um and then of course they showed a little bit about Hellblade 2, which I think is the must play. Oh my gosh, that is you know CJ talks about like you know miss, Sony missing an opportunity. They had exclusive rights to Hellblade. And they had it for a year, and they they hyped that game up. They showed it in 2013 at their E3 conference, and they lost that developer, and they lost that franchise, that relationship. Like, what a mishandling of opportunity. Like, I think, to me, Ninja Theory and the Hellblade now franchise is the biggest win Microsoft's gotten in years. And it just, that Hellblade was so freaking good and just having this coming like this is my most anticipated uh xbox game for sure it's it's up there in my top three so so i'm very excited anybody else yeah no it, it looks i'm great. looking forward to it they might even do it in vr uh-huh. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. i don't know about, i don't know vr man vr is i i'm, I'm too much of a pudding i get i get sick all right. Um, then they should, again, any Psychonauts fans, I don't care anything about Psychonauts. It's Psychonauts 2. They show Jack Black singing. I don't even Skip like it. Jack Black. Skip yeah. it. CJ, you, no, you a Psychonauts I, fan? I haven't played them, so I don't know. No. Okay. T-Bird? I don't even know what it is. All right, well, you're not missing out on anything. All right. And then Destiny 2. We got any Destiny 2 fans in the building? I just like that, you know, this this the last part of this generation has been about, you know, cross play and, you know, let's work together or whatever. And now Microsoft is just like World Premiere. Come over here, we'll give you all the DLC. Which the game itself being free is nothing, but the fact that all future expansions will be free on Game Pass and also that that Bungie have declared that they're not gonna make a uh, uh, you know a three, they're just gonna continue to build out the game. It's just fantastic. <laughs> it's just What's like, crazy is they they left Microsoft went independent you know and then are now back making (laughs) essentially you know i I mean some form of exclusive content i mean even if it's just exclusive in the sense that it's uh uh you're free to play there you know free to it's that's that's pretty that's pretty good deal man but i think that um bungie's doing pretty good and Mm -hmm. my son and i played destiny 2 for a while and it's not for me so i don't i don't uh I don't see myself playing. Daryl, since we're not going to have CJ much longer, you want to go ahead and hit the last few big ones like like Fable and mm. um, War, Warhammer. The hey, well, how, about this, how about this, CJ? Since you got to bounce out of here, why don't you just tell us anything that you just left on the list that you're interested in talking about? Yeah, well, no, look, I mean, a lot of the other ones that you haven't talked about, they're not, not a bit much interest to me only because of the the way I play so I can I can leave you guys in the, the safe hands that you'll do it but it was wonderful to see them show Forza Motorsport it's, it was known anyway that they were working on it or whatever they showed almost nothing or whatever just just that that will be the next game or whatever and with Playground games moving across to Fable even though they rumoredly have two studios now working anyway it 
it's good to know that that there will be some sort of a Forza game out. I just think it's interesting because this is also this generation will also be the the relaunch of Sony is pushing their um, Gran Turismo again after what was an abysmal showing in sport, and it's going to be interesting to see which one is more of a sim because the racing genre has changed so much in the last two years that the the arcadey side has moved so far away from the true sim side now and the real sims like Assetto, Corso, even even some of the um, F1 games are becoming closer to true sims now. They're becoming much, much more difficult and therefore much, much more niche. So it's going to be interesting to see what motorsports does. It also looked like from that trailer that they have all the licenses again for the tracks, which is fantastic. And I really wonder whether Sony will have those licenses or not because they showed a generic trailer when they showed the Turismo thing and I think I know for racing people it probably doesn't matter Uh, for non-racing gamers sorry it doesn't really matter but for racing gamers it really does matter it's important and I think that's uh it's exciting to see that that'll be the next one and that all the licenses will be uh you know will be in there from what it looks like even though it's not not confirmed yet but yeah I, I that was that was all for me I think but yeah very cool very cool well CJ thank you so much for coming on the show man it is always a pleasure having you um Anytime you have, you know, if you got time for the loot bros, we got a spot for you, man. I just, I always enjoy us getting to make content together, man. I always enjoy having you. Uh, it's a blast. If there's anything you want to plug or push or sell to the audience, please, by all means, have at it. You want to yeah, plug no. uh, Gog, CJ? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes I'll, I'll, I'll take my commission from them shortly. Thanks. And, and Steam as well. I probably need one there now too. But no, look, no, I look, as I, as I say, coming on here, I don't get to do it often just because of the timings and stuff. It's difficult. But look, I listen every week. I really enjoy I enjoy your show. I enjoy the, the game stuff show as well. And it's just wonderful to hear a diversity of games. Uh, I used to listen to a lot of podcasts, but I've narrowed my scope now a little bit. And you guys aren't just even, you know, you aren't just PlayStation. You aren't just console. There's a little bit of everything. And it's wonderful to hear just passionate speech about games. So, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. I'm really enjoying it. And keep hitting that Monday window because that gives me something to listen to for the first half of the week, which I appreciate. So thanks awesome. a lot, guys. It's been a, a lot of fun. Thank you. Awesome. See you, man. See you. Later. Now, I want to jump in here right now before we got going on with the rest of the show uh, to point out that I've been uh, trying to be more respectful of my guests and co-hosts uh, and not just screaming out trophy every single time I get a trophy in the middle of the show. But uh, so far at this point, I've gotten three trophies. So I'm going to let that dubstep roll. Exactly. Make you lose control. Exactly. Make you lose control. All right, guys, next up on the list is Stalker 2, which definitely piqued my interest. Uh, Levi, I'm sure this is one that you're going to want to talk about. What did you guys think about Stalker 2? Man, Stalker 2 did more than pique my interest. I'd never heard of the Stalker games. It turns out I had the first one. I bought it through Steam on one of those big package deals where I was buying like a million games. But I overlooked it. But, I, you know, I looked at the reviews, and this is a true survival horror, first-person shooter that people are just raving about. And I'm like, how in the world did I miss this game? I've been on a huge survival horror kick for over a year now, and I've been not, not only have I not played it, I've never heard of it. But, um, you know, I saw that second one, 
Uh, so I'm going to be playing soccer like crazy starting next week. And Daryl, I'm guessing you will be too, since you also have it on Steam, correct? You know, I'll be honest. I don't know that I own it on Steam because I remember some of my uh, re- the YouTube reviewers uh, that I followed talking about it. And they were like, oh, this reminds me of Stalker. I think I mentioned before, you know, earlier in the uh, uh, in the show that this game kind of uh, it's kind of in the in the uh, metro vein, you know, like the like the metro games or whatever. Right. And um, and I, I was like, man, I, I got to check into this. Well, uh, I don't know that I own it. I'll have to check my steam because I own a lot. I was going through it today. I have a lot of games that I didn't realize I had. I, I actually re- uh, renewed or excuse me, um, activated a bunch of them from my uh, humble bundle, uh, which uh, speaking of. Humble Bundle. Somebody had put a nice little Resident Evil 7 in there for me. I do appreciate that, Tommy Gun. You're welcome, brother. And um, I'm trying to convert so like, you to the PCMR. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> so, I, of course, I was like downloading, redeeming all my games and stuff. And uh, I have to go back and check. And if I don't own it, I'll take a negative one on the on the backlog beatdown for that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like I think it was two, maybe three games, and I think I got it as a bundle for two or three bucks. But and, I, and you know I think the reason that I hadn't heard of it and uh, you guys hadn't played it hadn't mentioned it is because it's actually only on Windows. It's not available, you know, for for the PlayStation and the loot. You guys are mostly PlayStation, except for T Bird, of course. He's he's on the he's on another tier above the rest of you guys. Uh, he's <laughs> you know he's he's a uh, he's PCMR. He's 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 got it man. but uh no it's it's not available for playstation but it is on steam uh i can't vouch for it i've never played it but damn just looking at this game i've, I've got a bit of a chubby i'm i'm ready to tear into this stalker and uh if i love it as much as i think i will i'll definitely be playing this stalker too as soon as it releases because it it looked beautiful in the showcase too it's like this this is something i would like so i look yeah. forward to it what do you think, D-Bird? Yeah, I'm, uh, it piqued my interest. I, I've been meaning to buy those the original Stalkers and play them, but just ain't got around to them yet. You know, uh, a few weeks back, someone had wrote into the show and asked who we trusted for reviews. And, you know, at the time, I think we all kind of said, that, like, we don't really follow people for reviews as much as we do, like, have, like, every now and again, like, a channel we like to watch. Uh, but you know, I went this week while this weekend while I was uh, cooking food and I I started watching some of the, uh, avalanche reviews, um, uh, some of his videos, his retrospectives and stuff again. And, uh, cause you know, know, me and Levi, I've been talking about going through the silent hill games and I was like, man, I just kind of want like a little refresh on it. So I'm sitting there cooking eggs, listening to this. And, and he was one of the main ones that talked about stalker. So, uh, I kind of wanted to just pitch this and he, he doesn't know us and we don't know him personally, but, um, if you're Levi, especially if you're interested in, um, like some of the retrospectives, like deep dives into these survival horror games, like that's, that's a guy you should check out on YouTube avalanche reviews. Well, I'll, I'll have to check him out, but yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the reviews on this game right now. And I mean, it's like 9.8, you know, 10.0, 8.9. 10.0, 8.9. I mean, this is this game's the real deal, man. And this, the one I'm looking at right now is this is Shadow of of Chernobyl. All reviews 
It just just pulling up Steam. All reviews, ninety five percent positive out of thirteen thousand. Uh, it's considered overwhelmingly positive. Huh. So I mean, for for you, me, for for the loop bros, the survival horror guys. I mean, a a survival horror first person shooter that's overwhelmingly positive. I mean, we, we can't skip it. We have to play this. I mean, yep, I, I we, agree. as as fans of the series, we would be doing the series and ourselves and this developer GSC game world. We we would be doing uh, a disservice this, to the community by not trying this game. At least at least this Shadow of Chernobyl to to dive in. Apparently, this was the first game of the series released in two thousand. It's like two thousand seven. Yeah, I mean, we got to play it. Cool. I'm down with that. So it looks like Stalker 2 is high on the radar for us. Uh, oh, absolutely. I, I'll play it the day it comes out. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's say you and me start this game in two weeks. We'll play through it at the same time so we can share notes and, and chat about it. All right. I'm down with that. See, but we already committed to Silent Hill. Oh, but so, when, yeah. Silent Hill's a given. That, so that, Sil- Silent Hill will be before Stalker. Silent Hill, then Stalker. All right. I'll start Silent As soon Hill. as Silent Hill 2 delivers, uh, which will be probably. Midweek, uh, I'll be I'll be diving into that game right away. All right, I might start it tonight then. If not tonight, uh, or uh, tomorrow morning. All right, moving on. Next up, we saw a little trailer. Looks like a teaser for Warhammer Dark Tide. Got any Warhammer fans in the house? Uh, no. I kind of thought T Bird might be a fan of that one. Is that your? Is that your? Just no. T-Bird? I'm not really a fan of Warhammer, but I've played some of their games, like the uh, Vermintide, and it's just a re- really fun co-op. Like, kind of hack and slash games. So uh, they're like Left for Dead, aren't yeah. they? Mm. I see. Yeah, I'm not into hack and slash. I mean, that game looked awesome. You, you know, you can't sit here and convince me that game didn't look damn good. Oh no! But hack, hack and slash is just something I could never get into. Like, uh, I, you know, the the God of War, which I plan to play the God of War for PS4, but uh, I wanted to play it from start to finish, so I went back to the old original God of War and tried to, and, and that whole hack and slash thing, it just does not do it for me. Hack and slash beat up games, I mean, it's it's just not my thing. Dang, that's a shame, because you'll never enjoy the Devil May Cry games. Yeah, I, I, I know. Dang. And I know you guys love them, especially Frosty. I think he's re- recently beat a couple of them, and they look good. It's just, it's just not my thing, man. They're they're a little bit more they're a little more complex than just hacking like the whole generic hack and slash. So they can- well, yeah, I'll give it a try. Just Word. just like I'm going to play uh, God of War for PS4, and apparently it's not as much hack and slash, to my understanding. It's, it's more of a it's, in- adventure game. It's that, and the combat can be a little more a little more evolved than just simple spamming the buttons. Yep. But I mean, look at it this way: what do we what do we have to lose? My understanding: most of these games are going to be uh, part Game of the pass. streaming service. I've already paid for it; it's not going to cost me a penny. I'm going to try it. I've got a good mind to just go down the line and try everything. Give it all like fifteen, twenty minutes. You know, like I just kind of keep telling myself, I'm like, I'm going to go down both PS Now and um, Game Pass and just like for an hour or two a weekend and just make my way through the entire catalog and touch every game. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that'll wreck my completion. <laughs> I love it. I, that's going to, that's that. going to take a while on PS now though, dude, there's like that, 900 games, games on there. now. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, especially with all the PS3 games I never played all these Japanese games, just like stream them for, tw- or, you know, like stream them to my console for a few minutes. Man, I'm and sure you'll like, uncover some gold. 
I bet you there is. I bet you there's crazy good stuff on there. Because I notice you're like me as well in that um, you don't always just like the the games that have the 9.0 ratings. You'll right. you know you'll play the games that have the mixed reviews and absolutely love them. You know, say, which I'm the same way. So I'm sure you and me could find some games we really enjoy going down that list of 900 games. It's just taking the time to try them all. Yep. I'm, yep. That's that's definitely a goal. Life goals, right there. Play all the PS Now and Game Pass games. Spend the rest of my life playing PlayStation. <laughs> all right, I'm next trying up. to find some some way to to get somebody to to pay me to do this. They they say uh, find something you love uh, for for your income. You'll never work a day of your life. So if yeah. you guys know anybody that's just hiring to just let someone play PlayStation and PC games the rest of their life, I mean, sign me up. I think that's where YouTubing comes in. I think you gotta like, you know, fire up a camera. Talk to the audience. Oh yeah, you got to do the, the Twitch, this Twitcher stream. That is yeah. the most nonsensical thing in the world. I mean, it's Twitch thing. I mean, but I'm an old school gamer. Yeah. I grew up. Give me that controller. I've got next. When is it my turn? <laughs> Setting and watching <laughs> somebody next. else play a video game is like it just crawls under my skin. I despise it. I hate watching someone else play a video game. So how this Twitch streaming thing became became a thing i'll i'll never know people are apparently coded a little different than me because i can't do it Dude, now i could be love. the guy playing though i could be the twitch stream tommy do gun it. the twitch master i mean hell yeah y'all just, tommy y'all gun, just watch me play killer. just absolutely. killing franchises on twitch absolutely monday through friday boom i can see it happening <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so next up was tetris effect connected it connected it connected it connect four um we already got tetris effect on psvr tetris effect is an amazing playstation vr game it's one of the games i can play the absolute longest without getting sick uh other than the standard oh the the lenses give me a headache kind of thing um and then now since it's exclusive to psvr now, uh, Xbox is getting their own version called Connected, which I guess is going to have some sort of social media or friends list um, integration. So, what do you guys think about te- old Tetris? Say it's Tetris. <laughs> With songs. Well, for, for me, you know, and I came, you know, from, from, the, from the retro history, I was diehard Tetris and Dr. Mario. That was my kind of a game back then. And I, and I played, you know, I was a serious player. You know, I think my best score was 230, 235 lines on Tetris. That's no slouch. I, you see people on YouTube now that can do like 300. I don't know how the hell they do that. But, uh, you know. Hackers. Oh, they're cheating? No, I was joking. Uh, <laughs> my kids call everyone who beats them in, in video games hackers. So oh just... yeah, because see, see back back in the nineties, the only person that came close to me was my grandmother, and you know, getting two hundred lines in Tetris was a very big deal. Uh, but I, I love those style of games, and I know there has been more Tetris games, but I haven't played any of the sequels, and I don't think it's the same style of game anymore. So it didn't look like the same style of game, but I mean, it's it's free. I'm going to check it out. It looked good. Heck yeah. What you think, T-Bird? No Tetris. Uh, Tetris never really got into it. So, yeah. They didn't do anything what for if me. They made it, what if they made a Dark Souls Tetris where every time <laughs> you every time you filled up like a, or missed a line, someone came out and killed you. 
Uh, sure. <laughs> All right. There you go. There you go. That's a. That's what we got from the T-Bird. All right. The next game up was the Gunk. What'd you guys think about the Gunk? The Gunk. I, I don't even remember which one it was. Exactly. Um. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> no, man. No, I, I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, which one is this? <laughs> I I don't remember. Hey, it might be beautiful, guys. This is we just we've had a brain fart here. Forgive us on the gunk, but I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think I don't remember it that well either. And it, I knew it was really colorful. Um, I I, I tend to make notes. Oh, that's you know what I'm a, saying as I do this. Kind it's of not like the space game where you can. I'm assuming you can explore other planets, but it looks like you're just exploring one planet and cleaning up, say gunk, and then realizing, oh, it's causing aliens or weird mutants. Yeah, something along the lines of that. Okay, I do remember this one now. And this, it's, yeah, it's just like one of those fun little, uh, almost like a Metroidvania adventure style platformer from the way it looks, but I could be wrong. But yeah, it it had a cool, uh, it had a cool couple of minutes in the showcase. So, well, we'll try it. There you go. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. All right. Um, coming up to really what I feel like the last three on the list are what we were all there for. Yes. If I had to, if I had to be honest. Um, so I'm going to, we're going to start us off with the medium, which this is my, one of the most anticipated games in my opinion on the list. Like this is, uh, I'm not mistaken. That's got like some of the silent Hill developers on that team. Yep. Um, this is, Game looks freaking awesome. I like it. Well, for me, um, it was my number one going into it until I saw Obsidian releasing another high-level RP, RPG, but uh, Avowed. But yeah, this, this the medium, has it's had me excited for you know six months since I first heard about it. But yeah, sign me up for the medium, man. I'll, I'll play it the hour it releases. Yeah, absolutely. This that one's a definitely a must play. What about you, T Bird? Yeah, actually getting to see gameplay made me more excited for it. So I'm looking forward to it. Did they they say it was coming to holiday? I don't remember Let's when see. it came out. I was uh, a little too excited. Looks like it's it was developed by the Blooper team. This is not considered a survival horror. This is a psychological horror. Developed yes. by the Blooper team. Let's see. They came up with the idea in 2012. Uh, Blooper meant to uh, enhance the immersion by changing their traditional perspective from first to third person and taking My advantage favorite. of the Xbox Series, Series X's background streaming. So it looks like they modeled it. Uh, they modeled the spirit world after, uh, I can't pronounce that, some dystopian surrealist artwork so i mean every every aspect of this sounds great let's skipping down a few more li- few more lines uh the Kamozer yakamoto were tasked with scoring the physical and spiritual plane uh yakamoto worked on the silent hill franchise which inspired the game including its fixed camera angles he was persuaded to take on the music when pajiko approached him with a gameplay demonstration but uh, yeah, it's Silent Hill, guys. Psychological horror. Uh, just looks beautiful. Looks, you know, it'll be a day one play for me. Yes, most definitely. Very exciting. Um, next up was uh, our boys at Remedy tackling um, 
some, a first-person military shooter, Crossfire I X. I don't know what the hell that is, man. Uh, the way I understand it, some some other developer had this, you know, knockoff Call of Duty game, uh, an online game, and they thought, you know, hey, it would be cool to have a campaign. So let's find somebody that's really great at doing campaigns. And I agree with them passionately. <laughs> Remedy's the guys to do it. I mean, to, if I had, you know... You know, a, a developer that, hey, I, I want somebody to make me a really great campaign. Remedy would probably be my first stop. They would at least be in my top three. So I respect them going to it. But I think it's just kind of goofy by my understanding of this, kind of goofy how this whole thing was done. But if it's if it's a Remedy campaign game, best believe I'm playing it. Same here. I, I'm not I don't know anything about the game, but I do understand that it's like one of the biggest games in the world overseas. I think this is a game is really big in China. I guess the multiplayer aspects, yeah. Um, yeah. But it doesn't doesn't appeal to me other than the fact that Remedy's doing it. So therefore, I'm going to play it. If Remedy's involved, sign me up. Yep, yep, yep. I like it. Like T Bird, your thoughts? Uh, I was excited for it until I saw it's. That's one of the only games that's on Xbox. Like that's not on PC Game Pass as well. So that kind of killed it for me. You're saying it is not on Game Pass? It's not on Game Pass for PC. It will be for the Xbox, though. Well, those bastards. <laughs> they got to have something for everybody. I mean, come on, guys. So I'm not going to have access to this game. I guess you got to buy their $700 box. Well, if I forked out 2400 for... Half-Life Alex, I guess I could fork out seven more for a Remedy game. There you go. It's That's killing the me. Right there. I won't have to take on a second job to keep up this gaming nonsense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, and then we're going to, I guess, land the plane as far as the showcase is concerned um, with, uh, you know, the, was it Tanner, would you say the... Worst best kept secret or best worst kept secret? Yes, the worst best kept secret. Uh, or best worst case, case. Yeah, you know, you know what we mean. <laughs> Words very hard. Yeah. Um. With uh. With Fable, you know, Playground Games, the people who make um, the uh, Forza Horizon, they are tackling. I, from what I understand, they've been asking for a while to do Fable. So I think this is pretty freaking awesome. Personally, I'm excited. Been a hot minute since I played a Fable game. Well, I was pretty excited about it too. And Fable, I'm, I'm not going to lie, it was in my backlog for early June, but it keeps getting bumped back by some horror game or you know something's coming along. But uh, since I saw that, I don't know if it's a remake or a remaster or a completely new line, uh, a game in the line. I don't know. But since I saw that's coming, I'm staying firm with it next month. I am diving into the Fable games. I want to see what it's all about. There you go. The first one is is really, really good. So it's really good. I like it a lot. That's what I hear. What what kind of a game is it, guys? Is it like an uh, adventure RPG or a? It's yeah, it's not it's a like third... a Zelda game, right? It's not like Zelda. No, no, no. It's a third person action RPG. Um, and I I think I said on this show it has a really, really good karma system. Mm-hmm. So like when you're when you're good, you get like a halo over you, and you get like uh, 
Um, you know, your, your character's really bright and really, and the more good deeds you do and good missions you do, you know what I'm saying, the better. Uh, but then when you do evil stuff and you do e- bad karma stuff, you get, um, you get horns, your body starts to get all crazy and gross looking and demonic. And then you start to stink and you have dead flies and stuff around you. It's, it's, or excuse me, flies buzzing. It's, it's cool, man. Like it's, it's pretty solid. I, I'm a, a huge fan of the first two games. But what does it play like? Does it play like uh, a Bastion or a, a KOTOR? Or, I mean, what, what style? What would you compare the style of RPG to? Hmm. Or is it I, kind of its own thing? It's kind of its own thing because it's got like a really good combat system to where you're actually like, like fighting and killing things is enjoyable. Um, it's a fantasy RPG. The RPG stuff's not too complicated to where it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's not like a lot of systems you got to manage. Like, it's, I feel like it's one of the, just the best sit down, play a game. And just like, it was really rewarding to, to pick a karma, whether good or bad and stick with it. And so what I ended up doing is I ended up doing two playthroughs. I did a full good playthrough and a full bad playthrough on the OG Xbox of the Uh. first game. So. Well, I've, I've got to I've got to pick a series to kick back. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and postpone the Xenoblade games in my backlog, my my personal backlog. I want to be able to give the Xenoblade games the time they deserve. Um, and I went back and I bought them all original black label hard copies from Xeno Gears One for the PS One through the Xeno Saga games uh, to the Xenoblade to the Chronicles to the Chronicles X to Xenoblade Two. I've, it's I don't know how many games it is, but it was quite a few. But I'm going to have to kick those back. That's going to take some time. And this, this Fable is a fairly short game, so it's, it's, going to fit in. it's going to fit into my August backlog for sure. I think you'll enjoy it, man. I think that's a, that's, that's a game I wouldn't mind going back through myself. Is that one uh, backwards compatible on the one? Yep. Ooh, Doctor, I think I might go back through it. Because Fable Anniversary Edition's on the one, right? So when you say backwards compatible, is that something where I can actually put in the disc, the hard copy disc, or is it just digital? It does both. What you do is you put in the hard copy disc, and it prompts a download, and it downloads the game off of the network, and then you just use the disc to authenticate your download, like a PC Ah, would. Okay. Well, if it's hard to find the originals and somebody wants to play them, I did buy the old Fable games hard copy, so I could fork them out there if anybody needs to borrow them. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I like uh, I, I like Fable. That's a that's a good one too. And that's one I can play in front of the kids. You know, like it's not it's not overly violent. It's not like a you know there's not bad language and things like that that I wouldn't just play a game from my kids. It's it's that's a good game. Now it gets a little <laughs> it gets a little weird towards the the latter in the series. You can uh, <laughs> I told a story a while back. There was a um. There is a trophy or excuse me, an achievement apparently to where you have to have like a group um, sex party uh-huh. and and because you can like persuade people, you know, like to to like you and things like that. And so I had like got my appeal up so high that, um, you know, like I could uh, people I would like, walk by and talk to people and then like anyone in the vicinity would like want to be around me and follow me. So you do that to be with the ladies. 
Well, <laughs> I had like a like a group of like probably six or eight people, however many people can can walk with you or whatever. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever. This is this is what they cool. So I go, uh, they're following me, and I go up to my bedroom to, you, you, I think you you sleep to to start the next days or whatever. And what it does is when you have any ladies with you. They have like a little, like a little line, like one line or whatever. And it's usually like, oh, sir, oh, whatever, you know. And apparently there was a dude in some sort of gimp suit with me. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, it like has like five or six lines from all these different people or whatever. And then it was like, bear back, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) And then the screen goes black. I was like, no, no, I didn't know you were there. Uh, It was... uh, (laughs) It was funny, but you could you could essentially get groups of people to follow you around, and then the implication was if you went uh, if you had a sleepover or slumber party, that you guys would try to reproduce. But anyways, other than that, like that was like the the first game wasn't like that. That was by the, I think that was by the third one and got a little. No, you could do that in the yeah. second one. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bam! Back, no problem. <laughs> I tried hundred percenting all those games. It didn't work out. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, and Daryl, I think uh, I think we actually skipped a game. Oh, really? What did I miss? Fantasy Star Online Two. Oh yeah, yeah. Leaving yeah, my yeah, boys yeah. Sega out here, but yeah, yeah it's Fantasy yeah, Star was... Online. I'm gonna play it for sure. Get that Japanese trash out of here. No, I'm just kidding. I do. It looks that good, one. and it looks like it's got the style of a Xenoblade game. Actually. All right. Since you're a Dreamcast guy, did you play Fantasy Star Online on the Dreamcast? Not no, I did not. I did. Did you? Yes, but if you didn't have a dial-up connection, there were, you were limited on what you could do. Like you, you had to plug your phone line into the back of the Dreamcast to do some of the stuff in the game. Wow. Yeah, but oh, Dream, speaking Dreamcast. of which, uh, a guy came on eBay. This this wasn't too long ago, you know, maybe six months ago or so, and uh, he was a fairly new seller, and he had all kinds of Dreamcast stuff. He didn't know what it was worth. A lot of Dreamcast stuff he had bought in bulk back when they were going under. And he sold me two copies of Fantasy Star, new in the wrapper, uh, and four of the visual memory unit memory cards. Yeah. Four memory cards and two brand new unopened copies of Fantasy Star uh, for 20 bucks. No way. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I, I paid more than that for Fantasy Star back in 99. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever it was. That's crazy. True story. But yeah, That's I don't awesome. know if you guys have the struggle that I do, but seeing a showcase like this and, and me, you know, getting back into gaming hardcore again, I didn't have this issue, you know, back years ago. And, and the issue is just I want to play everything at once. And I see these showcases, and I, you know, I watch, listen to these podcasts, and and watch these things on YouTube. And there's so much out there, and I just want to play one thing one day, and another thing the next, and I just whatever I'm in the mood for, and I I have to slow myself down, and I have to plan this stuff out. You know, you hear me say, well, this is for August, this is for September. I that's what I have to do. Uh, stuff gets broken, uh, things get kicked back. But it is a real challenge for me and my patients uh, 
just because there's so much out there. And, you know, back when I had a Super Nintendo, I didn't have that challenge. Things weren't as readily available back then. Uh, you, you know, you had to drive to the store and, you know, maybe they had the game, maybe they didn't. Some, some games may not have been available in your entire state and it just wasn't something that was available to you back in the 90s. But now there's so much out there. It's so easy to buy, especially like these digital games. And uh, it, There's just so much and it's so available. It is a real struggle for me to slow myself down and enjoy these games without having to, you know, without uh, drifting off and thinking about something else. And Oh, I wish I was trying this today. Do you guys have that struggle? Dude, I live that life. <laughs> That's why my completion's so bad. I jump from game to game to game. That's why the be legit I've been doing I've been struggling with. Cuz I've got 40% through so many games, but it's like I get I hear, I listen to a podcast, right? And they're like, "Oh man, let's talk about Resident Evil whatever." And I'm just like, "God, dog, all I can think about all day long is going home and playing that." And then by the time I get home, I've listened to another podcast, and they were talking about uh, the new God of War. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to go back and 100% that because I didn't finish it. you know. And then by the time I actually get to play a game, I've done committed to you guys or one of the listeners to play something else. And so it's like, yeah, I just I just dabble now. That, and that's I mean, why I was, I was joking about going through everything on PS Now and giving it 15 minutes because that's basically where I'm at with my games. Well, even just from the past couple of days in this showcase, I mean, just looking down this list now, I've got, I mean, I'm just dying to play the Stalker games. Um, I want to go back and play the, you know, the first Hellblade, Uh, you know, several, several of these other games, Um, but even like Alien Isolation, beautiful, magnificent game, but something broke in and got me distracted. I mean, this is one of my favorite games of all time. But something got me distracted, and I had forgot about it, and I'm just now getting back to it. But it's like, you know, I just had to discipline myself and just remind myself, hey, I'm really enjoying this game that I'm playing. Let's just erase this from my mind and, and, you know, get me off of this whole Fable thing. I'm dying to play this Fable and just forget about it for a week so I can enjoy the amazing masterpiece that I'm playing right now. You know, that that's a struggle, but I'm getting better at it. But it's just really, I've just got to forget about these showcases and all this other stuff I hear. That's a challenge. What about you, T-Bird? No, I kind of just like, I don't know, I get bored with some games and just kind of forget about them until, like, like I can give you a perfect example. Like, right now, I earlier I posted I finished Gears I just uh, randomly started getting back into that even though I was halfway through the game I just stopped do you guys plan out your backlog and plan out what you're going to play like months ahead or just whatever you're in the mood for just roll but with I, it I don't have my life together I ain't got that much like patience for that Yeah, I, I do I, I plan it but like I, I change it on the fly so you know that's for me example, like, and that's why I've been so, like, okay, so that's why the Backlog Beatdown started, because I needed to get my crap together. And there was a handful of games that I said, I'm going to play. Devil May, Cry, Cry, Devil May Cry 5 being one of them. Right. You know? I was like, I buy all these freaking games. Like, I bought Red Dead Redemption 2. I never finished the first one. I got Metal Gear, just looking beside me. I've got Metal Gear, uh, Metal Gear Survive. Never, never opened it up. I've got, um, 
Tom, a Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I told one of our listeners, Mike McKellar, or uh, uh, is it Mike McKellar, Nate McKellar? I'm terrible with names. Anyways, I told one of our listeners, I was like, man, I, I was going to play that with him. <laughs> I think I told CJ I was going to play with him. Uh, I got, you know, I got Daymare beside me. That game's been out for months. I've owned it on Steam for months. And I then still I, haven't got around to it. It finally came out on... Um, yeah, came I out saw on, Daymare's $9 today. Yeah, I know. I posted that in our group, you know. But I got I got control over here. I bought the DLC. I bought that for crazy expensive DLC. Man, I bought, yeah, I, I'm not buying that till it's cheap. I bought Vanquish and Bayonetta. Okay, I beat Vanquish, but never put in Bayonetta. I got World War Z sitting over here in the wrapper. I got Dead Rising Four in the wrapper, and like the stuff up here in my office, the stuff that I brought up here because I'm gonna play this like sooner than the rest of the, the than the hundreds of games that are downstairs. You know, I got Far Cry Four that I didn't finish. I got Grand Theft Auto Five over here. I got South Park Fractured Fractured But Whole. A Plague Tale Innocence. I've I've tried twice to do Grand Theft Auto Five, but now you just mentioned a jewel there, Plague Tale Innocence. You need to play that. I mean, there's a lot of money to play, you know. And then now I'm over here talking with you. I'm like, oh, Silent Hill. I got the Silent Hill HD collection sitting right beside me. And Garbage. Then, Everybody says that's terrible. Well, by I will, the way. I'm gonna play it, and, we'll, and I'll give you the honest truth on whether or not it plays good or not. Okay. You know, but then I'll, but then all of a sudden, I got like. I've been just I had like this rush of like love and nostalgia for the PSP. I played one PSP game that I've been sitting on for forever and sitting on buying it. I never bought it, you know, and I bought it. I played it. And I'm like, man, this was great. I'm going to go back and play some of these other gems that I missed, like the siphon filter games. And then I've picked up alien versus predator requiem. I didn't even know that game existed. So I got a, a to me a, a new alien. Versus, There's a game AVP Requiem. Yes, on the that's uh, got to be the worst sci-fi movie of all time. It was terrible, but I'm like, I, I they try made the game. a game after that. Yeah, and it's probably bad, but I'm gonna play it and see. Why the hell? I mean, what developer in their right state of mind watches AVP Requiem and says, "Oh man, we got to make a game after this"? <laughs> I'm sure this came out in that era. Of THQ games where the license came, they're like, oh, this movie's coming up. We got to make a game, and so it was just like luck of the draw. Somebody was like, oh crap, I'm up to do the next crappy uh, movie game. <laughs> so man, but yeah, I didn't mean to derail us there. I just thought I would share a a challenge I have that, uh, especially, well, I've, I've been back into gaming now for nearly two and a half years, so it's well, nearly two years. So it's not like I'm completely new to it again, but still, this is this has been a real challenge. So, I mean, and like just like right now, like I, I've got so many games on my dashboard of my PS4. Like that's not that's just the physical stuff I pointed out beside me, right? So like on my PS4 in order, I've got Death Stranding, I got the Bioshock Collection, all right, which I've already beat Bioshock One. I haven't beat uh, Bioshock Two or Infinite. Um, Sounds great. I've got. I've I've played them all three through twice, and there's, you know, the first one is it's in my top five games of all time. I got Metro Exodus that I'm probably twenty percent through. You know, I got all the DLC for freaking Batman Arkham Knight. Holy crap, that was so much DLC. You know, I got Final Fantasy VII remake. I was having a blast playing that. Is a game that's a that's a case right there of getting distracted and moving on to something else. I got one for you. Uncharted Collection. I platinum the first two games, and I haven't even finished the third one on here. You know, I need to play the I'm third over, one. I'm over halfway through on the third one. 
but it just had. I need to. I need to kill that franchise. De- I had this Death Stranding, and I've enjoyed. I was just thinking about that today. Death Stranding's another one I got to play. Yeah, Death Stranding. I got Controls DLC. I got Past Cure, which is a psychological horror-ish game. I think it's more of a thriller. Never heard it's of a horror it. game. It's a janky looking, you know, double A game, indie game, maybe even. But uh, I got Deadpool over here. Man, Deadpool is awesome. I love that game. I got it on PS4. I'm like halfway through it, and I hadn't, I hadn't finished it. You touched on one I need to get back into was the Batman games. And I, I enjoyed that one. Whatever the first one was I played, I think, what was the first one? Arkham yep. that I played? Yep. Um, and I enjoyed it. I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. And I was just thinking about that the other day, and I was like, you know, maybe I, I actually may have enjoyed that game a little more than I thought. Maybe I should go back and play City or whatever the next one is. Yeah. What City. is the next one after City? Arkham City. City's good, man. So. Yeah, maybe I need to go back and try that because it it had a little bit of stealth to it. Yep. So, yeah. That, like I said, there's I, I do I have the same problem you do, man, and uh, and and it's one of those things to where I'm so thankful we have the option to play so many games, you know. Oh yeah. But man, <laughs> I'm not uh, I'm not doing great at at completing them. So. Yeah. One day. Well, that that's my struggle because I I do want to complete them all. Uh, at least the ones that I'm enjoying. And it's, in a, lo- a lot of times, it's one of those deals I get, you know, sidetracked, and I come back six months later, and then I lose my progress because I don't want to jump in and forget what I was doing, so I start it playing all over again. It's like, if I could just slow myself, slow my roll, slow myself down, I could get through more games because I'm not starting them back over from the beginning. You yeah. Know? So... All right, man. Well, it is getting about that time to land the plane. Thank you so much for everyone who listened. This is the Loot Bros Podcast. Thank you, Levi, for coming on the show again, killing them franchises, and being a great addition to the Loot Bros, the Loot Crew, the Loot Group. I mean, all of this, man. This has been awesome. So. Uh, if there's anything yeah, you guys want to be here, if there's anything you guys want to add, uh, real quick, I'm going to plug, um, check out our, our, our other shows. You know, we got some two, two, three, six, uh, shows scheduled to come up pretty soon. Um, I got some, uh, loot bros, comic cast stuff that just dropped. Uh, and then I'll be dropping some new songs, uh, for my band Ninja loot very soon. So you guys got anything you want to plug? Nope. Well, just just one thing. Hey, guys, it's listening. Uh, do do the tryout thing. We we need to fill this fourth chair. I know CJ's joked about about me taking it. I, I am not actually the fourth chair. I'm I'm like I'm the fill in guy now. I'm like uh, I'm like the sixth man on the All Star team. I, I'm that guy that that fills in when somebody's injured. That's that's my role. So I want somebody awesome to come fill this fourth chair and uh, keep this Loot Bros business rocking. There you go. There you go. I appreciate you plugging that because we definitely need some tryouts because our other co-host sucks. <laughs> and, and man, maybe a third chair, Frosty. I mean, who knows when we'll see that Joker again? I mean, it's hey, okay. what's it been? I got, two months. I got one for you. I got one. So a little behind the curtain on how the sausage is made for the listeners. Uh, I know you got to go, Levi. So I'm, I'm gonna get us out real quick. But we had some internet issues whenever we were recording the first, you know, three quarters of the show. So we had to reconvene, all right, two days later to finish the show. In that time, I announced to uh, the 
to Tanner and to Frosty that I was going into the cesspool of unwashed nerd freaking dumb nerddom that is Firefly Games where all these little unwashed dorks play magic cards and all that crap. And <laughs> I mentioned I go there, right? Because they, they had some PSP games. And I went and picked one up from there. It was really awesome, actually. And uh, I'm like, hey, guys, I just went into Firefly Games. I think I'm the only person that's washed all weekend or something crap like, something crap like that. There was some dirty fools up in there. So, so not only does Frosty immediately respond, then he calls me. Not only did he call me, but he's like, wait a second. You went, you went to the, the Firefly? Let's hang out. <laughs> he offered to hang out with me yesterday. I'm like, goodness gracious. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but he did. He said, you know, stuff's going on. He's got uh, life problems. Not, not bad problems, like the good problems, the kind you want. And have. it's like I told him, I don't care, Tricky Mick. I don't want to <laughs> hear your damned excuses. <laughs> I've got no patience for excuses. You need to get your priorities straight. Yep. Number one, Loot Bros podcasting. Then number two, Jesus Christ and family and all that. But you need to you need to make sure the loot's number one. Get back on the game. Yep, I, I agree. You know, because I don't know if you guys remember, but I did all of this. You know, buying of the houses, selling of the houses, and repairing of the houses. I didn't miss any freaking episodes. Nah, I'm just kidding, Frosty. You uh, family, family, and uh, that's that's always first. So hope uh, hope everything's going well, and we look forward to hearing from you again, brother. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. And so, I mean, all, all jokes aside, it's not the loot without Frosty. The chemistry that guy brings. I mean, he's just fun. Um, I love hearing him. I, I hate when I hear that there's an episode and he's not there because just the, the chemistry that you guys have when you're all together, it is it is truly amazing. So when any one of the, you know, the main three is out, it, you know, it, it stings a bit. So hope to have you back soon. Uh, you you guys are awesome, and and thanks for inviting me on. Thank you, sir. All right, guys. Well, we are out. You are here because the outside world rejects you. This is your family. I am your father.
apart, just think about the cross I'm at a loss to know that we have come so far But half of us don't even have a clue who we are You were chosen to live a life